Welcome everyone to the TXR podcast. This is episode number 141. I am your host Invader and we've got a heck of a lot to talk about this evening. There's been all kinds of announcements that happened this past week as well as a bunch of rather well interesting articles and interviews that popped up that I can't wait to get into and just all this stuff but first let me introduce everybody on the panel tonight i'll start with tim buddy what's new and exciting not much just uh same old same old uh, big weekend is over uh we had a lot to talk about so uh, i'm looking forward to it and i uh, hope everyone had a good weekend yeah yeah you got that right uh megatron but uh, great to see you as usual How have you been What's up? What's up? I had a great relaxing weekend, man. Just kind of hung out, had great food, just kind of played some games finally. And uh, yeah, TXR, let's go. I like I like he's ready to dive in here. Uh, Jeremy, man, how's things on the west side of the continent? What's up, man? Uh, it was a it was a busy weekend, man. It just I feel like. It was it was just a combination of just it being busy and then you know everything that's going on. It just I think everything just caught up to me. But on the good front, on the good news, I got some gaming in finally, and I seen Megatron throw out that clip on on uh, Rocket League, and I just decided to play a few games. And then two hours later, uh, I'm still I'm still holding up matches. So it was good. Nice, nice. Oh yeah, always Is that good one's to get some uh, Game Pass. No, I I bought it a long time okay. ago. I bought it for the Switch, yeah. but I can't remember. It's a good game. It's a good game. Yeah, definitely. Always good to get some uh, gaming in there. I've just know? been feeling so uh, like lethargic the last three days. I don't know what it is. My energy's real low, and I just feel like blah. I mean, I look like a tired sloth anyway. But um, <laughs> I saw that beard. <laughs> I saw a photo of it. <laughs> That the new look you got, that beard, man. Maybe you're just kind of yeah. you need a flannel shirt, bro, and an axe across your shoulder, and you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> you're good to go, my friend. That's it. It's not a bad look, it's just a different look, you know. Well, I'm my just, on I'm, one hand, my mom says I look old. I'm like, fuck that bitch, but um no. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Nah. She knows I'm just. She knows I'm just kidding. I love my mother. You guys have met. Some of you have met her before, and you know the kind of relationship that we have. It's just a silly one, and she's awesome. Yes, oh, she with, without a doubt, buddy. Without a doubt, uh, shock, buddy. We'll go to you next. How thing? How's things at your end, man? Pretty good. Just trying to get through these last two weeks to see what this uh, reveal. This coronavirus has just ruined the year. Like we would know everything <laughs> about everything by now. Even yeah. Nintendo, like it'd be. We would know the price. We would know everything. everything but. I don't even know if my kids are going to school. So that's, I mean, mm. like yeah. so much stuff that's going on this year. So. Yeah, what a shitty year. Yeah, actually, speak about Nintendo. Yeah, you brought that up, Shock. Uh, are they having a direct of some sort coming up? Probably they've been like shadow dropping lately. So usually it's like when mm -hmm. they had the origami thing, like a it was like a, they, I think that just dropped or it's about to drop. So like I think a it's ago, about they it, to so. yeah they had like a, a treehouse like a gameplay uh, for it. So 
Yeah, we should be hearing something from them soon. Hopefully, we get some Metroid Prime news. That would be great. Yeah, right. I'd another little handheld. I wouldn't mind another little uh, Switch Pro. Everyone keeps saying, you know. Nah, I don't Yeah. Only Nintendo can get away with that. Show Metro Prime. I think this three has to at least get to like closer to eighty. Eighty <laughs> mil. Mm-hmm. Mm. I did yeah. download Gears again for that Operation Four. Seems like the community is super hyped now that Dom's being put back in the game. Yeah. Is that out already? <laughs> I was like, that's all they had to do. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I think it's about. To come out I think it's coming day. out soon. Yeah. yeah. I gotta get another hard oh, drive. Don't even, My hard don't even drive. get me started on Gears Five. I, I, st- I still don't know what all the compl- I think the complaint about like there's some sweaty guys that they play a certain way and if they make one like a lancer stronger they don't know how to adapt I'm like you're, mm-hmm. it's a whole cover system that's the whole that's, that's the whole always point. been that way with gears you know the retro lancer's too strong the nasher it's always sawed off they took out the sawed off never mm-hmm. came back mm, epic yeah. that was something epic did that the community hated that the coalition didn't mimic but I mean, these people, if Twitter was around when Gears 1 dropped. Oh, my gosh. It would be. be. That was almost. (laughs) Luckily, it was the only thing of its kind at the time. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it was just like unplayable. Like that was a complete shit show. I loved it, Uh, especially Mm -hmm. the host advantage. You know, if you get to be host, you had like a severe advantage. It was like if you didn't have 20 kills and you were a host, you were terrible. Yeah, you know what it was in the beginning with Gears when they first came out. The match, the, the setup, the matches took forever. You can be waiting around for about fifteen or twenty minutes before you can find a match. Oh yeah, you know, and that and it originally. Well, luckily, was there was nothing else to play in 06. So, mm-hmm. so as far as online matchmaking, there was on console anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, the early days of Gears, I remember that. What all the hype I remember, even the uh, the trailers for that, it was epic. I epic. was a, I was a chainsaw ninja. You could not kill somebody if they chainsawed somebody unless you chainsaw them. They were invincible to bullets while they chainsawed somebody. Yeah, so I remember. I got, I got my 10,000 kill achievement with over half of them chainsaws. <laughs> I just remember being stuck on General Ram at the end for like the longest time. Yeah. The he was needed that sniper on the train. Ram. He did that, that sniper headshots. <sighs> yeah, those bloody, uh, what are those bat things called? Krill or something? Oh, those yeah. things are a pain in the ass. Uh, all right, moving over to Centurion, buddy. Hey, how have you been the past week? Oh, pretty good. Uh, finally got a day off. Um, was able to get some gaming in, building a video. Um, wanted some Xbox footage, so I, want, I was able to kind of start replaying the original Fable. Um, God, oh my I, kinda, God. I know to go back to the original fable and just start playing it. And I never played the anniversary edition. So this is actually kind of a, a new experience to me in replaying it. So I'm, a, I'm having fun playing it. I've been looking forward to chat with you guys tonight, though. There's a lot of great topics to talk about. Yes, sir. Yeah, I hear a lot of people wanted to go back to that style because I think in the second one, it was more like where they had like actual guns. And the first one is more like. Skyrim where it's like swords. Yeah. Um, that technology yet. For me, my my big fable game is the second one. I liked the second game. Um God, I don't know what direction I would want them to take it in though. What if they're actually working on it? I'm just curious on what's it gonna look like. Are they gonna stay true to what's already been created or are they just starting over? I would I would bet I, I would want them to start over because I mean, yeah, the first 
three games were okay, were good. They need to be great going forward. And you know, it's kind of funny. Um, when I'm playing the first game now, and you look at, even though it's the anniversary edition, I know that the game came out originally on the original OG Xbox, but still, like some of the just the way it was is kind of really, really cringy. If that makes sense, yeah. you're just like, oh my god! If they tried to come out with a game that was this kind of quality now, oh my god! What do you think about the art design, like the style of it now? Um, would you want what it's going to be? Or would you want to keep it where it is, or you guys would prefer it to be more realistic, though? Like, mm, I, uh, I don't know about realistic, it, it but just, I would, yeah, keep it I colorful, but mm-hmm. I don't know, colorful, I will, but I, you know, you know, take it with a great, great, uh, grain of salt. But I've heard that, um, it has a realistic look. Um, they, they went with the realistic graphics and I heard it's a reboot. So it's going to be nothing like the original. It's going to be, uh, basically the idea or the concept of fable in a realistic world. Uh, Oh, wow. That'd be, that'd be really interesting. Mm -hmm. That's what, that's what I heard through the grapevine, but you know, that could also be just somebody's wish, Mm -hmm. but I would Mm -hmm. say that it does come, um, pretty vetted but you know I, i'll just leave it at there you know uh and if that's the case i think that's what we all want we don't really want the cartoony um original type game that was a good game but you know if it's a remake i don't think people would be happy with that. see i always thought the game had enough uh you know um of a following where we would get at least a re- like a a remaster literally of all three games and then what you're hearing with the, the ability to, for them now to for the xbox series x to give also include uh, with uh hdr too and a lot of the older games i always kind of thought we would have something like that but but uh you know most certainly now probably not if they're going to just redo everything you know so yeah it's a good time because is not making elder scrolls anytime soon so yeah, they might enhance it. It's possible that they enhance it and put the mm-hmm. HDR on it, but also the the fable that's coming out, and uh, we'll probably talk about it in about ten minutes mm-hmm. or whatever when we go over the show. Um, that it's it's what we just talked about being realistic, being its own identity, and you know its own game, mm-hmm. kind of like what the idea of how God of War took the God of War character in 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 the world and didn't really relate to anything that was ever made so that's i think the same type of idea can i pop in and ask a question go 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 sure well for me it's like i do want them to stay true to the roots of it though like in at least the fable games i remember with the first one and the second one you start off as a childlike character and you grow that character up Mm -hmm. and also as you play the game and progress it you also choose kind of how the world is going to perceive that character or people, are you going to be revered or feared? Um, Just different. I like different avenues like that. And I'm really Mm -hmm. hoping that they stay true to at least the roots of the game in that nature. Yeah. I think you're talking about the core mechanics, basically the same, the system based RPG, basically still the same as it was. And, you know, scrap the story elements, scrap the, scrap the characters, Go with a more gritty, uh, realistic look. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you have yourself I mean, a winner. I, I, I like the original. You know, I still remember certain parts. You know, uh, have you seen Rosie? You know, you just kept running around. <laughs> Do you think the they'll first. keep the whole light and dark thing with the reboot? I, that's what I hope they do. Like they took that out, didn't they? Of one yeah. of the later entries. I don't know about the. No, it's, it was still I on there. Okay. Legends, but um, definitely, and that's what I'm like right now. I want them to be concerned with making the game if it exists. Don't want to be taken out of context. Um, if the game exists, that the game looks great, it plays great, and that there's an amazing story behind it. And to concentrate on those elements and to make gameplay at this point, just like, I don't want to say too simple, but just kind of make game po- gameplay simple and concentrate on the bigger things. So that way, when the game's a success again and you make the next installment, then you can start trying to make it a, a more complicated RPG, kind of like The Witcher. Which is kind of how yeah. um, Fable is well, anyway. It's simplistic. It's simplistic yeah. Anyway. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you know you're going to want to evolve. But you're going to want to know that's probably going to evolve over time. But mm-hmm. that's where I don't want them jumping head first. Like, uh, look, look at Assassin's Creed, for example. Assassin's Creed Origins and the g- mechanics in Assassin's Creed Odyssey are totally different when it comes to gameplay because now there's a much more hardcore leveling up element when it comes to your associated gear and that's where i just feel like they need to stick with the simplified game mechanic right now to get people playing fable and to re because there is probably a generation out there that doesn't even know what fable is let's oh, be honest definitely i mean mm-hmm. how long did oh, yeah. it came out it was on yeah was it the og xbox the yeah, the original game was oh, the OG oh, Xbox. Oh, but bad. then they did a remaster for the xbox 360 to kind of not let it fade mm-hmm. away now, yeah. have you guys ever played uh, The Witcher 2 Assassins of Kings? I did buy it. I have Any not significant it yet. It's time. in my library. So, CD Projekt Red toned down The Witcher 3 as far as the RPG mechanics go because The Witcher 2 system was just not exe- uh, you know, accessible. And they significantly dumbed it down a little bit more. Even now, it's kind of a little bit cumbersome and... Um, uh, it, it's just not as accessible as it could be, um, but even that one they kind of they kind of dumbed down a little bit. But the point is, um, I think nowadays I think people are just turned off by the difficult, you know, the difficult level up system, um, you know, just the RPG mechanics in general. That's why I'm kind of um, scared. Go ahead. Well, something you just said reminded me of the one thing I don't like about level up systems when it comes to armor is when they tie microtransactions into it. In Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I bought a skin. Yes, I'll say it. I bought one of the packs that cost me 20 bucks. I didn't know that I was going to constantly have to be leveling that skin up like a grind to basically keep using it. Um, eventually I got tired of the grind and I just basically put that thing in a chest on the boat and never saw it again. And I felt like that was almost like a purchase I couldn't take advantage of because unless you get to max level and you end that grind, I don't, basically, I don't like it when sometimes it, it just a level system like that affects actually the, the fulfillment you get out of a transaction, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I could definitely see them 
being well fable the next fable being inspired a lot by the witcher especially the witcher 3 i yeah i know phil was a big fan of that one so uh and they and xbox has been heavily promoting the witcher ever since it came out but you know what we'll have to uh wait a tiny bit longer hopefully we see fable uh, in the next coming weeks but mm-hmm. guys before we get into all the news and topics i have a bit of an announcement uh for all our wonderful and dedicated followers we are doing a giveaway for a Cyberpunk 2077 Johnny Silverhand action figure. Ooh. Nice. Guys, go over to our Twitter page and look at the pinned tweet for how to enter. That should be up in a few minutes, so uh, you know, just wait a little bit. So if you're a huge Cyberpunk fan or just an avid toy collector, then definitely enter. It looks pretty good. I mean, Jeremy... I know you got it right. I mean, it's pretty uh, nice looking figure. Yeah, I bought two of them. Uh, one's obviously for myself. And then I thought it'd be a nice idea since we're going with the cyberpunk theme. Uh, and everybody's like, you know, I mean, Megatron bought the system. We bought a few controllers. We're going cyberpunk now. And they have a lot of nice merchandise out there. So I said, hey, let's keep it going. And uh, I bought a figure and I said it'd be a good giveaway. Nice, nice. I got to pick one up myself. I got the hard drive, mm-hmm. too, by the way. The two terabyte one. There's a two terabyte and a five terabyte, but I picked up the two terabyte because it was. Still- yeah, it's a pretty large figure, too. It's probably about a good five or six inches. So, okay. probably more. I, I think it's probably about six or seven. Yeah. Yeah. I say about maybe eight inches, actually. So, it's a pretty large figure. Have you played with yeah. it? Like, have you like? Eh, no, I'm not taking them. <laughs> <laughs> Going like 40 year old virgin on it. <laughs> oh. No, I'm not taking it out of the box. I knew it. <laughs> That's hilarious. I only have. I only play with Barbies, Tim. That's what I play with. Oh, actually, actually, my daughter's. It was my daughter's birthday the other day. I, so birthday. I bought. She wanted the birthday. birthday. She wanted the uh, the Barbie Dream House. That fucking thing is huge. It's like half of now? her. Huh? How old is she now? She's she's eight now. She's turning oh, wow. eight, eight going on sixteen. Jeez, eight going on sixteen. You're in the right Jeez. state to get that shotgun. So be ready, pop. Yeah, she is. Uh, <laughs> I remember she's very cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a little God. sweetheart. Mm-hmm. I just can't get the image out of my head right now of damn Jeremy on his hands and knees, like playing, you know, whatever he's playing with that little figure, just kind of making him walk on the floor. (laughs) Johnny Silverhand. When he comes out on the E3 stage and he's like, hey, he's like, you're irresistible. No, you're irresistible. Irresistible. What are you talking about? Breathtaking. Yeah, you don't remember that? Breathtaking. Well, yeah, right, buddy. Peter, the leader. leader, Yeah, good guy. Uh, Well, for for everybody listening, definitely take a look at this breathtaking giveaway we have going on. I'll be posting it up on our Twitter in a few minutes. So, uh, Definitely keep an eye on that. But guys, we are going to kick things off with something that we've been waiting for for, well, quite a heck of a long time. And this past week, Xbox announced their showcase date for Thursday, July 23rd. So it's finally upon us. 
in about 11 well, days wow yes yes it is uh i mean we still gotta wait a little bit but you know uh it's you exciting pump? you guys pump yeah pump oh, Let's go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yay i'm pumped Tim that's for sure it. but uh <laughs> no, you did that good though yeah, you did a pretty good Timmy impression there. <laughs> but uh, guys, what we know is that Halo Infinite will definitely get a significant campaign demo and that, well, it will not be like an inside Xbox and in style from what we would understand. But Tim, again, like Jeremy was saying, we're all pretty pumped from the sounds of it uh, for what's in store for us. Do you think that this showcase stream, will it be more on target than what we saw at the inside Xbox in May? Oh, it's definitely going to be much better than that. I think uh, they, you know, they've had said that they've taken the feedback of uh, that show from the fans. I mean, I, there were a lot of upset fans because um, of the way it was presented, uh, certain things that were was hyped. Uh, so I think in that case, that um, it was smart to not make this an inside Xbox. Uh, I think that with the people actually in the community, shout out to Clobrol who was talking to them, that that would kind of set the set the wrong message. Um, I think this is pretty much going to be their equivalent to what their E3 would be. Um, pretty much, I if you had, so. you know, I think that that's the idea. Um, I heard the show is stacked. Um, you're going to see gameplay. I mean, a lot of people were upset at the May event because we didn't have gameplay. Um, with Halo Infinite, I can tell you that you're going to see a substantial amount of gameplay, uh, 10 minutes probably plus. Um, so the things like, you know, you're not seeing gameplay or they're not showing it or it's not ready, that's going to be, you know, that's going to be, you know, put to sleep uh, once the show starts. Uh, rumor is it's going to start with it. Who knows when they show with it, when they show Halo. Uh, but you're going to get gameplay there. Um, you're going to get a diverse set of gameplay um, uh, and games just in, in general. Um, and I, like I said, I think this is their equivalent to E3. So much higher production value, much more defined statements. Um, I think you're going to get uh, games, obviously. You're going to get Game Pass news. You're going to get announcements. Um, they're going to they're gonna throw the pretty much the kitchen sink. Uh, there was a rumor that, um, and you know, I think that it's, uh, or I think that it it, it sounds right that they, they possibly pushed off uh, an initiative um, for August or for a later date, um, simply because they know Sony has more stuff and they're already stacked as it is. Um, but that's just that's just a rumor. Um, Jeffrey Grubb actually. Uh, tweeted about it, and he he kind of uh, you know it's, you know basically you know quelled temptations on that. So, um, but for the overall question, yeah, this is going to be a huge show, uh, and this is you know it should be it should be hyped. And Xbox fans, um, we should not go in there saying lower your expectations. This is their time to present their reason for us to go into a new generation to buy Xbox Series X and yeah. to, you know, continue being a fan of them. This is their pitch. And um, from what I gather, like I said, they, they know this. And this is pretty much E3 uh, on, you know, basically E3 digital. 
and uh, it, I think they're going to have a really good show. I'm really excited. It's pitches for Tim, everybody. I think just that you, I mean, you want to, you want to, not just Xbox fans. You, we, we, we all know here we're going to get, we're all day one guys. You want to pull in a lot of people that, you know, are only solely Nintendo or PlayStation. You want everyone to come. I'm getting, right. I want to know, you know, what's the price going to be, you know, or mm-hmm. at least, at least allow us to pre-order and you know put that range out there. I'm feeling like I'm going to miss out because I may want maybe more than one of these consoles. So, but you, what do you think, Tim? You think there's a possibility, or they're just, you know, it's, it's just they won't do anything until uh, Sony announces. I is personally, um, well, there's a rumor that that Sony's going to announce tomorrow their price, which I find ludicrous. I don't think that they're going to uh, announce their price. I think that uh, Sony and Microsoft are in a complete game of chicken. Uh, who's going to blink first? Um, and I think that um, I think Sony's willing to go. Uh, you know, uh, I think they're willing to go far as far as waiting, play the wait game, and. You know, uh, you know, they, 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 they basically don't want to show their hand, and Xbox wants to probably match their hand and or adjust to what they're going to do because uh, they have that leeway, and I think Sony knows that. So you have a situation where Sony doesn't, Sony can probably do some of their own adjustments, but you know, they might, they might want to be forced to say, hey. You know, look, Microsoft has these these price points here. We have to hit four ninety nine, four forty nine. Uh, if they had their druthers, they probably would say, um, "Let's both be four five fifty, five fifty, and four ninety nine for digital, and five fifty for the Xbox Series X." I think that that's what they would probably want because uh, the cost of production, the bill of materials, uh, Bloomberg reported twice on this. Uh, they've been elevated. Uh, everything that's went on with COVID and and everything that that it basically it's become expensive. And you know they're probably in that five hundred to five fifty range. And they 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 do have flexibility. But the bottom line is is I believe Xbox has more flexibility, and that's why Microsoft wants to wait to adjust to them. But the thing is is that I think that Sony, you know, they're they're you know, they play the game hard, and and I think they'll wait. They'll wait it out. So I don't know when there's going to be a price. So what if Sony does announce first, right? And let's just say they just play this. They continue to play this game, and they say, well, you know what? Let's throw a number out there, like six hundred. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll come out with our console at five hundred or five fifty, and then they come back and they just try to play this other game. You know what? We changed our minds. We're going to match Xbox. <laughs> you know, can, they, can they go to get that penny where they just keep going back and forth with one another? You think? Or just, I mean, I think I think that would be horrible. Be <laughs> Everything's guys. You're, you're like, Megatron. You're thinking, about, you're thinking about this too much, buddy. They. The price is already set in stone for both systems. I don't I'm telling so. you right now. They just they, they just I, have I it. think there's going to be some strategic leaks where they kind of throw a number out on social media and kind of see a reaction to what numbers. Like I think they I both think. have leeway, and they both would if if they if they both knew what each other would, they would price accordingly. Um, uh, I could I can almost say that that's definitely the case. Uh, Microsoft is definitely looking to get to see where they're. They've been waiting for them to to make a price point, 
and Sony's just smart. Sony's smart. They know what's going on too. So they're they're you know I think they're going to hold off. And I do think that this could this could be petty, like Megatron is is talking about, like something silly like that. But um, I just think that it's just going to it's just could be something that we're all waiting on. And if you remember, you know, people are like, well, uh, price was an, uh, announced at the last generation at E3, and that was what four months before or five mm-hmm. months. So we're way past that. Okay. The fact is, is that if you take the Switch, they announced in January, and their system came out in March. So they had a two month uh, go ahead. Um, and I think that this could be the case uh, as well as here. So I don't think that there's anything that says they have to set a date by this time. Um, but I I would think that by Xbox's August show when they reveal the Lockhart and they, they fully tell their plan that the price uh, is going to come out. So series of devices. That's it. You know, just going back to the – july 23rd event tim i'm gonna have to agree with you on that one i think it does need to be special so let me tell you what's gonna happen if they don't deliver you have four months to market the brand you have four months to market the console four months to market the platform you know basically to tell the world why people should invest in xbox and if they come out with another dud like they've had in years past, it's going to be a disaster. It's going to be a shit show on social media. Game Pass and xCloud will basically be irrelevant if they don't have the software. Would you agree or disagree? Agree. So, But I think that I, one I don't of the reasons... Go on. Yeah. I'll, I just wanted to but, say something in mind. I mean, I mean, I don't care if the game's like 10 years down the I know I'm joking, but even if it's 10 years down the line, everything needs to be shown. All the cards need to be shown. Mm-hmm. There is so much writing on this July 23rd event. For the hardcore, for myself, for the people listening, you know, there's more people moving over to Sony than there is to Xbox. I think that's just my opinion. Um than there is from Sony to Xbox. And well, as for the casual, you know, how do you appeal to like the the majority who basically are the casual gamers? How do you appeal to them? Um, so software. You so you appeal with them with software right. and, and that's and, and, that's and where I'm Call of Duty and showing it that it runs way better on Xbox series of devices well, than it does competition. I would disagree if with that if with you on that. Price is so, gonna be a big point too. Yeah, with that yeah, all game, game Pass software, Game Pass. Um, uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Centauri. That all access so, is going to include Game Pass as Ultimate as well, so that could be a huge selling point, like 30, <laughs> 30 40 bucks a month, and you get everything. You know, there was some rumors that you know maybe I don't know if it was rumors, but somebody reported they're going to withhold games to counter mm-hmm. State of Play in August. You know, they could still showcase Xbox games or do something to counter what Sony's doing. You know, in a fight, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you deal the knockout blow early just to end it early. So that way you don't give your impo- your opponent a fighting chance. You know, you right. go all in. I'll and, throw some stuff out know, as- about. Let's Centauri speak. Yeah, yeah, let's hear what we're Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, um, the whole situation for starters um, – 
we're seeing kind of the birth of two different kinds of gamers. Um, you're talking about, you know, the software has to be there now. Are we talking software in general? Or are we talking exclusive software? Are we talking software of a mature content software that you can sit down and play with your family? Like what, what experience do you look, are you looking to create? And that uh, varies from person to person. You want mass appeal. And, and okay. that, and that's where, Honestly, mm -hmm. attitude. If you want to talk about the mentality of the casual gamer, um, the casual gamer is also using devices um, that allow them to buy music or listen to music. And this music is actually being shared through multiple devices. Apple right now is currently looking at getting um, two antitrust investigations because they actually prohibit the ability to share stuff from platform to platform because they would rather get paid. So we see what happens when you put money before that. But now we're starting to see people kind of push back on that. So it, I'm kind of mm -hmm. wondering if the attitude of the Xbox ecosystem actually does appeal more to the casual gamer. They know they can come here and buy games that are going to go across multiple platforms. Um, there's going to be not only mature games, but there's also going to be um, family-friendly titles. There's actually a much more diverse ecosystem when it comes to what we have available to us in software. I just kind of wonder now why that right now Xbox is always being graded on this curve of having only a missing a certain type of game. And mm -hmm. if they never bring this certain type of game, it's always declared, well, Xbox has no games when it's in my opinion, that's not right because actually they have a lot of games. And as like Phil Spencer says, there's actually a wide selection of games. And rather than holding a game back for an August event, um, Invader, correct me. Um, Mike Mullis was the gentleman that was on last week's show, correct? Absolutely mm -hmm. correct. And, yeah, really nice. Um, he actually kind of built on a theory that I already had that I still stand by. Halo is going to get its own show. Assassin's Creed Valhalla today had a one-hour breakdown of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm, I'm sorry. If you can do that with Assassin's Creed, you're going to be able to do that with Halo, no problem. And instead of holding a game back you might have a really, really cool inside Xbox that appears in yep. August that is going to be yep. all around Halo. And like Mike Mullis said, why is this a wrong idea? We've already seen it with The Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima and other PlayStation games where they basically create an entire event or an entire uh, state of play mm -hmm. around a single game. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. As point. far as the, you know, but Centurion, as far as the exclusive stuff goes, you know, I, I, I'm going to say it. I, I want exclusives. You know, I, I wish we, I wish Xbox had true exclusive games, but now to find uh, true exclusive, you know, like now that's where on. I think, okay, so I wish, I wish we had, Walt I wish, yeah, Walmart. exactly. So, Yep, exactly. I wish <laughs> now, it was walled but off. Now, but now, you know but what? How does, now, but does, how does that affect? Like, I'm really wanting to say, how does that? It doesn't affect. You look. You look at everywhere you go, whether it's games, whether it's events, whether it's fucking resorts, whether it's Big Mac sauce on your fucking burger. You mean Thousand Island dressing? Because it. You can rebrand Thousand be, Island No, it's not. It's Big actually Mac not. Sauce. It's actually not Thousand. <laughs> but <laughs> it's because because it because it works in Cheerion. That's why. Um, 
you know, that's the business model. There's a reason why Epic Epic Games is worth, you know, 17 to 19 billion dollars. There's a reason why Sony invested, even though it's, you know, it's it's to us in big business, 250 million dollars. Xbox fans are downplaying. Listen, listen, Xbox fans are downplaying that Sony invested. You look at Epic, they make arguably the biggest game on planet Earth with Fortnite. If even if Sony invests and they get some sort of exclusivity rights, their Xbox is going to get left behind just like they did with Destiny. You see it on each platform, Xbox getting burnt on these big games because they don't invest and they, they get I smoked. Mean, so wait, can wait. I mean, I'd rather put my money in the Warner Brothers right now. Wait, you I want to say right now. <laughs> I want to say, dude. Okay, with Red Dead Redemption Two, your millions of dollars got you a really cool hat. In Destiny, your millions of dollars got you a really cool gun. What the hell do you think you're gonna get out of Fortnite? It, whatever it did, it worked. Little whatever it did, it worked. And what? just like, to let you know, newsflash: Fortnite is the biggest game on planet Earth. Exactly. Yeah, but it's, it's not exclusive though. though. You you have to pay for the good I'm just saying. I'm that. just saying. I'm and just saying. And, well, having fun. No, we're having not. fun. And that's the key part yeah, of we are. what he said. It's not exclusive. I'm actually, it's been a good day, so I'm an eccentric person. Sorry, but no. It's, <laughs> it's not exclusive, but it does appeal. It does appeal. But to now, the casuals. Well, I mean, imagine, that's what everyone's playing. My kids. Can you imagine all saying, of a sudden locking down um, Fortnite on platform? The reason why Fortnite is so successful, it's games like Fortnite who have actually broken down barriers when it comes to walled-off gardens, cross-play, uh, being able to take a really cool skin from the Xbox ecosystem into the PlayStation system, into the Nintendo system, and vice versa. I, I, that, uh, Epic Games with Fortnite has broke down some of those walled-off uh, garden barriers, and a lot of people haven't realized that. And I would agree with you on that. Platform. I would agree with you on that, but the fact that Sony did invest that $250 million, they're looking to pigeonhole whatever it's going to happen to Fortnite, whatever is going to happen to their next game that comes out, which is why they invested that $250. How do you know? But how do you I mean, know? $250 million. How do you think you they're going to the make world? another game other than Fortnite? <laughs> Uh, well, I think gonna, gonna, but it's a different because it's already established. Yeah, go ahead. So let's like, not go too GTA far. It's, just, it's an already established GTA IP that's hugely successfully go ahead, popular. Tim. Go ahead. No, but you, 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 you. We don't. They're just buying a stake into the company so they can make money off of a company that I believe that they think that is going to make a lot of money. And if they've done it earlier, like five years earlier, I think that they were considering doing it, uh, kind of like what ten. Tencent did um, with them, they would be making hand yeah. over fist. They're they're not, in my opinion, they're putting the money into a company that they just think is going to, you I, know, bring uh, revenue. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I, it's, I, don't think it, I don't think it's tied into Fortnite. It, you know, you no, can also look at it the saying, other way that maybe I'm listen, just saying their options. That's all I'm saying. I, I know. And one of the options is maybe their games go to Epic, uh, Epic, uh, you know, storefront. You know, mm -hmm. you got to look at it that yeah. way. Their games are going to go to the PC. You know, when you talk about exclusives and you know being tied down to one device, I think even Sony knows that that's not the route that you. It's that's that's going to be the future. 
they're going to tie their games into mobile, and they're going to probably have their games go to PC. Maybe not day and date, but as you can see, Horizon, it's number happening. one on Steam Card. Uh, you look at um, Death Stranding, number one on the store uh, on Steam storefront. They're making money, and guess what? They're going to say, oh, you know, let's look at Bloodborne. Okay, let's do that. Let's look at this game. And then more and more, you're going to get more and more games coming to PC. So the days of tying exclusives to consoles – that's going away. That's that's old, right. old way I of thinking. Still, I still don't opinion. see it. I don't oh. see it. Maybe you oh. see it with X, the Xbox brand, sure. but I mean, you still well, have these you companies. Look at, you look at Horizon, though. There, there, talk, are, man. there are examples. Um, there I are examples already. They, and, you, and, and two a year ago, you would have said that would have never happened. And here we are. Horizon's already on, on Steam. And I just yeah. think that it's just logical to sell your game in two places. Now, the one thing that Xbox has as, as a fan with one of the m many things that are pro-consumer about Xbox, when I buy Halo Infinite, it's a cross-buy. I can get the free version on PC Windows Storefront. That's yeah. awesome. So in my in, in my opinion, that age old argument is kind of going away, or it just doesn't hold yeah, that. That's what I wanted to point out is like the invention of the internet. Re regretfully, is one of the things that it's going to put a th into the past is exclusivity. Um, just because, um, you know, like you said, you buy a game digitally, you have it in multiple places. You need to make those games at this point multi generational. And you have seen this since day one. PlayStation has been fighting multiplayer-based gaming for a very long time because they, um, until the PlayStation uh, Xbox has been selling consoles out of the box, ready to go with multiplayer networking. Um, and PlayStation didn't do that until the PS3. You had to buy an attachment during the PS2. Um, it's just you could PlayStation probably knew ahead of time that as time went on, the exclusivity thing would kind of get drowned out by compatibility. People want this right. software compatible um, uh, across this, Listen. across that, and it's all because of, regretfully, the internet. It's because about compatibility. The PS5 is... Way too powerful for, to be compatible with some of their PS. But an interesting point that you bring up right there, Centurion, and this is something that I believe Sony's going to do, and I believe you're going to hear more about this next month, is is that you're going to be on just just what we're on right now, okay? Your situation where you're on your laptop. You could do it with Stadia now, but point-and-click gaming uh, through through streaming. Um, that's going to come to Xbox soon, I believe. It's going to come on Instagram where you could just basically link a game that's that's Xbox xCloud compatible, and you could just hit that link, and you could start playing with the controller, stream it instantly. Now, that's where the future is going. Stadia is already doing it. Xbox is going to be doing it, and they're going to announce it. They, they alluded to it. But it's yeah. definitely going to be part of the, the the program. And Sony, with its agreement with Microsoft using Azure servers, is going to do the same thing. So the day and age of an, uh, of your console being tied down to one exclusive exclusivity device well, that that's just going away, man. It's it's just inevitable. So whether if whether it's a time. Whether it's a timed exclusive or not, it's still exclusive for a certain amount of time. You know, with with Horizon's case, uh, you know, what was it, two years? 
Right. Yeah. But still, right. the but who knows that 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 duration might be six months See, when it when it comes down well, it to, used it. to be never. So it's interesting. Who knows? After years, could be less. It could be. It could be. You could play it on your phone. Then it's. It's just that the idea of having one device to uh, it's tied to that exclusive game is going away. It is inevitable. Listen, it was. It wasn't as clear as it was three years ago, but now it's obvious. Sony's going to have the same thing. Sony's going to have a thing where you, the same exact thing. You're online, and you could click a link, and you could play off of the cloud, and you could play Bloodborne, or you can play Uncharted 4, or you can play The Last of Us 2 instantly. Right. Just it's by hitting fingertips. And you can wow. stream it, and you could, you could broadcast it. That's where it's all going. Technology like your phones, the, the next iPhone is going to trump the next iPhone. It's going to mm-hmm. keep trumping itself. Five mm-hmm. years down the road, you can imagine what type of device you're going to have in hands. You're going to be able to throw that throw that on, on a thing, throw a controller on it, connect to a Bluetooth like you could do right now. Do but it's yeah. just, and, yeah, the it's, it's, and the purchases it's, it's, you've made on that cell phone, you want those apps to carry up, carry over from phone to phone, at least if they're your favorite apps. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. listen, it's just the way technology is going to. Of course, so five so G is now a thing. You know, it's now yes, a thing. So yes, that's also another uh, another another key to the puzzle. But the point is, is that the old days of exclusivity of of 2013, you know, one device and it's paywalled behind that. That's you know Sony is definitely the last to hold on to that, but mm-hmm. it is it yeah. looks like it's going away. And you I know, think it's kind of a, bring up what well, what Downer cool. keeps talking about on uh, Horizon Zero Dawn because he's talking about an exclusive game there, and there's also an exclusive part about that game that a lot of people don't know is that there was a feature that uh, the developers wanted to put into that game that was not possible on current gen hardware. And so they chose to leave it out. Now, now the funny part is um, that feature was apparently they wanted some kind of machine that uh, Aloy could fly. And so they had to cut that out of the game because it couldn't be done on console, but it could be done on PC. Now, the funny part is they always knew that they wanted to put Horizon Zero Dawn on PC, but they knew that the limitation was the console. So they basically kind of let the console dictate what was going to be the uh, basically the the entry level hardware that would be needed for that game? So there you go. You kind of don't get that feature, and I could see where now Downer would say a game is going to be held back because of you know the limitations in the hardware. So this is where I have the argument on with PlayStation, Xbox, or any game developer. If this developer at any time ever plans to put this game on PC, PC is actually the lowest common denominator, even when compared to a base PS5 or a mm-hmm. Series X or a Series Lockhart or whatever you want to call it, the Series mm-hmm. S. Because all these consoles have SSD drives in them. And oh, if you yeah. plan it on when you design a game now on PC, you got to remember that the lowest common denominator PC player is still running off of a mechanical hard drive. And so yeah. at that point, the limitation is now on the PC side, unless they're going to raise the bar and say, 
no, we actually need you to have an SSD hard drive to play this game for it to properly work. Uh, those system requirements, right? The system requirements, <laughs> yes. And, and so that's where, honestly, I challenge the idea on just because a game is possible on the Series X does not mean that that game is not possible on the, on the X if you take certain features away. Yeah. Correct. So that that's where I'm like, oh, like, well, that, yeah. that's like that's like I had a huge argument with, and Sony fanboys really were upset. They were pulling up tweets from 2014 saying, <laughs> "Oh, I, I saw it, dude. But, I was chuckling. I was saying, I saw it. I keep on it." The fact of the matter is, is that my point is, is that exactly to what you're saying, you're going to tell me first of all. And, and Sony fans, I cannot get them to be honest. They just, they, they're, they're one track mind, and it's only about Microsoft. But when you tell them to look at their own console or a possible critique of their own console, they'll bring up a, a screenshot or they'll say, uh, I'm going to go yeah. talk to Uncle Phil like, or whatever. Like you. Like you can't, you can't change your mind, right? <laughs> right. But the thing is, the thing is, is that what what I'm what you just said, Centurion, is exactly the point. They have the PS4 engine DLC or standalone DLC only on PS5. Now, sure, is there certain things that can be done only on PS5? And for that Spider-Man, yeah, like ray tracing, possibly faster load times. But that's a PS4 engine game. That game was meant to be made on the PS4. So it's compatible with the PS4. So all they would do is lose those features, ray tracing, faster load times, certain things here and there. And that game can instantly be be, be played uh, with a little bit of dev work to the PS4. But Sony is saying no. We don't want. We don't want that. We're going to put it basically behind this. But they're, they're, the fact of the matter is that's completely possible. And I think that when we see with July twenty third when Halo Infinite shows, you're going to see that same exact thing. You're going to mm -hmm. see possibly one hundred and twenty frames per second multiplayer on Series X, and then you're going to see it all the way scaled down to possibly seven twenty p thirty frames per second on. Xbox One. So there's a lot of things there that you could make happen. Uh, also, on Xbox One, you're not going to see ray tracing. But the point of the matter is, is that can be done. It can scale. Um, but, you know, the certain things that, that, that you say you can't do, those features could still be, you know, designed for the higher-end Xbox Series X and not be available. So with the whole Spider-Man thing, that's the same thing. You're gonna tell me. You're gonna tell me, Sony. If, if I said, "Is that your really? Is that your next generation Spider-Man? You're happy with that, Miles? Well, that's your next generation." They're gonna say no, and the reason is, is because when when the real Spider-Man two comes out, and that's probably in about like let's say a year or two, when we see it on on their E3 or whatever, we're all gonna say, "Oh my God, that's mm -hmm. amazing!" And that's because that game's gonna be actually developed for. PS5 in mind and, and, and mm -hmm. such the case. And I think that's where this with this whole generation exclusive comes about. Like uh, this that whole argument is is that you know uh, you can either say what you want, but this is the fact of the matter is, is that Spider-Man game should be on PS4. And that's insane, though. Now, especially this climate. So you're gonna tell me that you're gonna alienate 
and then millions of people. Hundred twenty million. They brag all the time. Don't be surprised. They they officially said it's only coming exclusively exclusive to the PS5. That's what console makers do. Like that's a joke. Did it with Twilight Princess. They made you wait a month to get it on GameCube, even though it was in development for the GameCube the entire time. Because why? They wanted to sell the Wii. But does that sound like Sony though? I've never. I can't. I can't. Sony always does that. Could Knack not be played on the PS3? Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. Right. I guess. Yeah. Well, and, and if not, but the profile is so Nack. much higher, though. <laughs> I was just curious how they're going to make a project. game with the kind they're, of... Look at this. Uh, they're putting themselves in a corner. If Miles Morales doesn't absolutely crush Halo Infinite, and like that looks like a ne- next chicken game, and Halo Halo should right. be compared because it's running on held back by 2013 hardware. Are, Miles Morales are, how can you expect that to crush Halo? Exactly. Like how do you? Well, no, no, how do you? Because that's what they're saying. They're saying it's not held back because it's on the no, new. Yeah, he's right. not held well, back. Oh, oh, you're talking about an image quality, which I okay for starters. Well, I'm just saying from a game design development, no, that's what, what they're saying. talking about. No, but okay, they're saying from, like I'm just saying they're putting themselves in a corner. The people like on 100%. Twitter. I know. Because, like, like okay, then, yeah. the game is possible on the PS4. And then not even be comparable. Also, let's face it. You know, we're in the middle of a very, excuse my French, y'all. We're in the middle of a very shitty year. 2020 has not been the year anybody thought it would be. There is nobody that could sit there and would have guessed anything that went down in 2020 went down. And so I'm going to tell you right now, there's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to go out of their way to basically spend $600. And I'm talking that is going out, buying the PS5, buying the game, paying the taxes. You're going to be $600 plus. Let's face it. It is. It's a way of to life. Play Spider-Man. To play they, Spider-Man. To play Spider-Man. And that's what I'm saying. So you're going to. Yeah, it's <laughs> second. Like, hey, is that Spider game going to be 70 bucks? You know, like, uh, no, well, I mean, I'm just saying, on. so like literally, you just made Spider Man your <laughs> sacrificial franchise. That That's your yeah, sacrifice. And, and, and it's our business. It's Spider Man, the huge uh, name. Is right. It really? Like, if, I, if I was, be, I'm just saying, if I was, because we all know Disney gets a cut on that, I'm sorry. I'm a businessman. I know how to make, I make money for another guy. And I would be sitting across the table saying, you better know what you're doing because if your sales dive, um, I would really like some compensation on what I know this game would have made being a multi-plat. Well, I think a multi-generational game deal where they got control of the for a time being for the next uh, like two uh, Spider-Man games. As you know, the Start fact that the, uh, like Shock Shocky says, uh, Shockley says, you know, Shockley, Shockley says, you know, when Halo comes out. You you know and and you have this game Spider Man you're gonna expect you're gonna uh, the way the way the the way it's proposed to me that it's only possible that game should triumph Halo but what happens when Halo looks better and is running 120 frames per second and on mobile you sure as hell ain't gonna be able to claim NPD on that. Yeah, we're talking so, about a game that's able to be sold across three or four different platforms uh, yeah, compared Halo, to a game that's sold across one. Halo is going to be free. I, mm-hmm. It's going to be huge. Yeah, nothing's going to trump. Nothing's going to trump Halo. Halo's. I mean, not even Spider Man. I don't think in in this industry. Well, listen, if Spider Man had the a, a real next gen Spider Man where it wasn't this bullshit that they're pushing right now, um, you know, and had sixty because that's the funny thing. It's just like you see articles like from John Linneman, 
and you see these articles prop up, like, hey. Oh, and they're saying the 30, 30 frames 30, per second? Oh, 30 frames per second. Back. Okay. You know what? It's fine. It's Everything's thing. okay. It's a good thing. Actually, it can be better. Yeah, Halo's going <laughs> to be held back like, and is going to be doing 4K60, and Spider-Man's going to be doing not held back, but it's going to be 4K30. Right. Okay. But the thing is, is that, you know, you, 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 you're going to go through all that and say that 30 frames per second is now okay. You're the same people that said 900p was absolutely horrible and not, uh, it's, it's 2013. Yeah. Or we, you know, all this stuff and you push that narrative, but now you're saying 30 frames per second is, is okay. Now, listen, I, and I've said it, if a developer really wants to choose 30 frames per second, that's their vision. That's one thing. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, to, 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 with 30 frames per second, to say that these consoles shouldn't be doing 60 frames per second when that's all we heard the last three years. 60 frames per second. That's where we need to get. I don't care about resolution, whether it was Red Dragon or whoever it is. Uh, 60 frames, that's the future. <laughs> that's where you want to go. Yeah. The fact of the matter is is that that's all we heard. And now you're going to act and turn a blind eye. You're going to say 30 frames per second okay when – you know, you're not even saying is there a 60 frames per second mode? I mean, come on, that's let's talk that's, about that's a recent one with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. When it came out that Assassin's Creed Valhalla was potentially going to be 30 frames a yeah, second, dope, everybody right? tore down Xbox because they were like, "Oh, look, it's basically a game marketed by Xbox, only capable of 30 frames a second." Imagine that. Exactly, <laughs> and that—that that is the hypocrisy of it all. It's like, it's like, come on, like, and and we all know this. Everyone in this in this chat and the people listening, there is a lot of hypocrisy, and I don't care what you say. Oh yeah, there's nobody calling out Spider Man, this Spider Man bullshit, because for whatever reason, Sony is the darling, and people are afraid to go at Sony, and and it's very easy to go after Phil on a comment that he makes when it is pro consumer. And when it does make sense, and when it doesn't make sense in the PS4 case, that's okay. And 30 frames per second's okay, too. So, you know what? That type of bullshit needs to be called out. And if it's going to be me on my Twitter, I'll do it. You can post your freaking pictures of me in yeah. 2014 when scenarios were completely different than they are now. You know, uh, you could do all that. You could try to attack me. You could try to bully me. They're also using Obsidian Dev. Yeah, they're but, also uh, using the Obsidian dev saying that oh, well, they had constraints on the Xbox One and PS4 memory. Cool. Well, then they also got the game ported to the Switch that has half the memory. So figure that one. Out. That happened exactly, and and, and it, was, it was a struggle to get it on the Xbox One, but half the memory they got it to work on. So how did right. they figure that one out when they couldn't do it? And what's Centurion? I'm gonna get off my soap soapbox, but soapbox. But what Centurion <laughs> said earlier in pre-show is completely right with the generational comment. The fact of the matter is, and you read that those articles, they're letting these developers in Xbox Game Studios, they're giving them a creative freedom. So it is it's ultimately up to them what they want to do. Mm -hmm. If they want to build their game and scale it all the way down to Xbox One, or if they want to be like the medium, which is not a first party uh, game, but it is a second party, and they want to uh, just make it exclusively in a hardware exclusive, it's up to the developer. And I think that that I think that Xbox and I think Matt Booty has made that uh, completely, completely transparent that 
you know, it's up to them, and there's no mandates. There's, mm. there's none of there's none no of time that. Frame. That's why he said one to two years. They have no idea, so it's not like a you set know. time. You have so, to do so, this for two years. So that that whole whole thing with that outrage, and you know, I, like you're gonna be outraged about something like that that's pro consumer and makes sense in the case like Halo, and Halo is gonna be more next generational than Spider Man ever could be. But you're not gonna talk about people who just got their Spider Man console or they just got their PS4 in the coronavirus lockdown and they're loving Spider Man, and now Spider Man DLC comes out and say, hey, I could go get that. No, you gotta. Yeah. Five hundred bucks. That's, 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 horrible. Uh, that's that such a double standard and, and with Sony fans. Is, I, say, it makes I me totally sick. It. <laughs> it makes sense. Nintendo's been doing it, so mm -hmm. I don't be surprised if those numbers they don't put those good numbers up, and um, you know they announced that it's going to be available for PS4 too yeah. as well, and of course, P, you know PC, like you said. Well, just, if they did make it available and they did a switch up like that, I would commend them. Mm -hmm. But that's pro. Consumerism. Well, let's be honest about the situation. Just because it's not Microsoft doesn't mean that we can can't be real about it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the they don't get a pass. They don't get a pass. Tim. Yeah, they, they shouldn't get a pass. And that's that was my whole thing this whole weekend. And mm -hmm. you know what? Uh, I can honestly say a lot of fans and a lot of people came out with a lot of support because they 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 see it. we listen. We know that's not next generational Spider Man, and Sony guys know it too. But they just don't want to ever be real about their console, and that's on them. And that's why certain things that Xbox has and they don't is because we as Xbox fans are relentless. Did you, did you see those tweets like a Me Too movement? They were like, I believe in uh, generations. Everybody was retweeting oh. each other. <laughs> Oh, God. You know what, guys? I'm not surprised about anything anymore, especially when we came from a generation over, like, remember how they were obsessing over Blades of Grass and GTA? Like, it was, you know, just exactly. insane. Exactly. Exactly. So when Phil says generational exclusives, he means exactly mm -hmm. that. Making a game exclusive just because there's a new generation, I'm just going to hold that carrot over your head over here. You want it? Right. Okay, come buy our console. We don't necessarily need that power to make it it's not impossible to port it down, but mm -hmm. we're going to make sure we have something available. They don't have anything available to go up against a Halo. Spider-Man's a huge name. It's smart. Yeah, well, yeah. But to be, I know times are changing, guys, but to be fair, that shit's been going on for a long time. Sure. I mean, we're talking yeah, generations fun. of That's systems. how you sell those consoles. <laughs> that's the that's not what they're trying to yeah. do. They're trying to like right. sell as many people they can get subscribed to that service as possible. So mm -hmm. from their side, they don't really, they're not in a spot where they can just, hey, yeah, you know how we haven't, you know, their first party hasn't, you know, got you into believing in them. They can't just be like, okay, you want that new Halo? We're going to just hold it over. That could work maybe, but they need to have some goodwill to actually start building up that base and then slowly moving those people over, you know, letting, hey, those people have that had an Xbox one. Okay. I'm not, I'm going to double down. I'm not going to be like, I'm never buying a new Xbox again. You know, because that's and, what how they be. That's how right. they feel. And, and all people, the new games come out on the people, new Series X, but the Xbox One I invested in was complete shit. Right, and that's talk about goodwill with the goodwill that you just talked about. You know, this is something inconsistent. Whether it's a generational exclusives now or. or Things like smart delivery, where Xbox is telling publishers, "No, you're not going to charge seventy bucks for some bullshit that you know you're going to try to mm -hmm. play a game 
and, and screw customers. Xbox making a stand for the consumer. And what is also Xbox doing? They're also making their games like Ori, which we'll hear about 120 frames per second. They're not saying, oh, Bloodborne, 60 frames per second, but you got to pay for it. You mm. know what I mean? Because we're doing it. No, they're doing it out of their their own checkbook, and you know what? They're providing it for free, whether it's Gears with ray tracing and 120 frames per second mode, or whether it's Ori, uh, Ori 120 sec, uh, frames per second, or uh, uh, other games that they have in development that are going from 30 to 60, adding auto HDR, all for free. When people are buying these games and begging, they are begging for those games mm -hmm. like Bloodborne. I keep seeing that. I've never seen so many people ask for sixty frames per second Bloodborne, uh, and they, and they would they would they chalk up money. But you know what? Xbox is doing it for free. So when we talk about goodwill, yeah. we talk about all the things that we want to get on Phil and say how how he's out of touch and all this. Maybe you're out of touch and you don't you don't see what's going on here because the fact of the matter is is mm -hmm. that uh, that's that's very pro consumer moves and mm -hmm. the one thing that people do bring up and i will say that i don't agree with it is is that they have the paywall uh for like free to play games uh behind xbox live i do believe that they should change that but for whatever reason they might have their reasons why they yeah. they don't but other than that thing they've been honestly super pro consumer whether it's been cross buy whether it's been game pass Day one and in, in, in every getting these games, mm. whether it's PC, whether it's all the stuff that they're bringing um, to the table, and, and it's costing no money at all to, to us or yeah. extra charge. It so, has to be pointed out. So let's get more into this, guys, because obviously Phil's been a pretty busy guy, right? I mean, obviously we're talking about some comments Phil made, like he was in a an interview recently, and. Uh, we got these articles from Game Industry Biz making the rounds, obviously with the whole cross-generational release strategy comments. And Phil gave a pretty passionate response. You know, he started saying that, and I quote, as a player, you are the center of our strategy. Our device is not the center of our strategy. Our game is not the center of, of the strategy. We want to enable you to play the games that you want to play with the friends that you want to play on any device. And he went on to say that on TV, the Xbox is going to be the best way to play the console games. Xbox Series X is the most powerful console out there. And it will absolutely have the best versions of our console games. But that's not to exclude other people from being able to play. And Phil goes on about the matter. But, you know, honestly, it just it sounds like they're really, really, you know, trying to make everything centered around the game and not restricting people. And I'm, I don't know, personally, I'm really open to that. Yeah, I think I think we just spoke about it in this, you know, in this right. long, yeah, no, long winded yeah. topic in length. Yeah. But yeah, I mean. Do I agree with Phil? Uh, I mean, yeah, to a certain extent, I do. I mean, but, um, you know, I just, I think they just need to nail it with the software. That's that's all what it comes down to. So at the end of the day. Right. You would like him to be a little more like get exclusivity from third party. Sometimes, listen, I, and I've been critical of Phil, not that, but sometimes he's too nice with things and he has a utopian uh, feel, I think, of, of, of the way gamers should be or the way yeah. the industry should be. The fact of the matter is, is that if you have Call of Duty marketing and you're holding back uh, games off of another system, that's going to work. 
It works for Sony. And, um, you know, he, he doesn't believe in it, but it is a business and it is something that, uh, you know, I think that, you know, you have to be open to. Um, especially yeah. when you're, you know, going up against Sony. Sony wants you out of the business, no matter what you say. They're not your friend. Nintendo, the same thing. That you know, they they are in the same space as you, and you know, they they're not really your friend because you know you know that when you're putting up your whatever you have your show or whatever, and then they drop an announcement to spoil everything and, you know, try to one-up you here because you are the competition. And I sometimes think that uh, Xbox has to be more aggressive in that area. But as far yeah. as all this and, 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 you know, me getting on the soapbox about it, listen, there's not many people that do that because I do think people fear Sony because it's more popular, whether it's the media, whether it's, you know, there's a lot of appeasement that go on. I mean, when there no, was, no I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with fear. I just have their Sony's in their pockets, plain and simple. Whatever you want to say that the case is, is that the, there is that, but there is never real, uh, you know, whether it's reset era, which is a forum, which gamers talk and, it's definitely mm -hmm. slanted to Sony, where uh, it, not as bad as it used to be, um, but you know uh, it's still there and it's still it's still producing the same results. Um, you know the fact is is that if you're going to go look and dissect Phil's words, why don't you look at the other side too and some of the bullshit that goes on there and have that same mm -hmm. outrage and that same energy, and uh, cool. that's you know basically where I stand on the whole thing. And and I hope. So, that uh, this, I think this is all going to be laughed at too. Three years down the line, when you're playing whatever game that you're playing, and either you're going to see it makes no difference, or it's going to uh, Fable is going to blow you away, uh, regardless. I think. Yeah, and that's you know? and that's at the end of the day, that's all I want is just great games. I want that perception to go away that Xbox does not make triple a quality type games i want that perception to go away and at the end of the day it's just about the games that's all i want it has nothing to do i mean i could care less about exclusivity i mean yeah it'd be nice to have it but at the end of the day all i want is those great games and that's it now what do you guys think about uh, the comments made about game pass about allowing the xbox game studios especially the smaller ones to be able to for them to pursue more what they really want to do without you know certain constraints that they used to have like phil says he knows the the halo gears and forza memes that they're around he's very uh, aware of them are his statements about not wanting to genreify game pass like really encouraging yeah, I mean it is. Tim, Tim remembers the day those gun guns come. You remember I used to call it Tim, <laughs> guns yeah, yeah, yeah. those days. You know, it, if Xbox was considered a shooter box at one point, and I think uh, Phil knows that if he's ever going to expand outside the market, outside the U.S., which I think he does know this, um, he needs people to have that creative freedom like in exile like obsidian this is why he purchased those types of studios you know double fine was a was a great pickup these guys don't make your traditional run and gun type games they make very unique title niche titles that appeal to a broad spectrum of people you know whether it's you know i mean you can you can argue that 
you know, double fine uh, is popular in the EU, which they, which I think they have a strong uh, following there. You know, all these other titles that people are making, Obsidian in Exile are very U.S. based, very U.S. Uh, RPG mechanics uh, oriented, um, which I think it's unique. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's why they purchased these these studios in the first place. I think the only thing that's lacking now is the in the Xbox's portfolio is probably Japanese studios. Um, Which I think, I think, yeah, I, I, he's trying. I know that, but yeah. I don't think it's an easy uh, market to crack. To be honest, what do you guys think about the uh, Warner Brothers Studios uh, rumors heating up a bit with more articles uh, coming out? I think it's to be honest. Um, I think they're in on it. Uh, whether or not it happens, uh, they are definitely uh, in on it. You think they're bidding? Um, you think they're bidding right now? There is a. I don't know. I don't know if they're bidding or they're trying to feel if they can make a match um but yeah i, I do think that that they're they in do, on it. I, mean, I would say Warner brothers I, would want the most money possible so i think they're in, a, in on a bidding war right now with another company right well if, if they they the hear the things uh license um stuff like that um that yeah. you know uh or what situation there's a lot of probably redundancy you know people you know talk about microsoft they talk about ea listen if ea gets the the bid they win they probably would lay off the most amount of people uh microsoft inevitably is going to probably lay off people too because you have redundancy whether it be mm -hmm. in the marketing department or you might they you know they might condense some of those developers down but there's lots of reason why um, Microsoft could use Warner Brothers and I do think that uh, Satya is behind Xbox and I said this on a tweet and I could tell you for I a fact so. I could tell you for a fact there was a time where Satya believed more in Beam than he did in Xbox okay and that, that is a sad commentary. And at that time was the same time that me and Jeremy knew the writing on the wall that Xbox really might be going down a route that uh, we all feared and that it was something where they just basically were making – they were like a Valve-type company where, you know, they do little things here and there and, you know, they're not, you know, built in – but. Because Phil basically, uh, there was a lot of things that were going on. There was there was there was a certain critical point, but Phil made the pitch, and you know now it, the Game Pass, the money that Game Pass is going to be bringing in, X Cloud, the ability to be on all these devices, even the Facebook integration, which people don't like, that's something that Satya loves. Because now you're 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 you know it's, you can reach more people. You can reach more people, and um, I think honestly, I think Sati is ready to spend more money on Xbox. And if you read those articles and you listen to it, they say they didn't want to take too many studios on at one time because they didn't want to be able to, uh, you know, overtake and not be able to manage them. I think yeah. right now they they they're at the point where they're managing the studios. They've hired over a thousand people, mm -hmm. a thousand developers, 
not including the new studios. So every one of those new studios, you could say plus 20, plus yeah. 50 on that, plus 60 on that studio, plus 100 in Rare. Uh, they've added 1,000 developers since 2018. That is all, all correct information. Um, and I think that uh, uh, something like Warner Brothers and Megatron, you can go right after this. Something like Warner Brothers is something where if they get, they're done. Like they could legitimately say, we're set for the next 10 years and we're going to be a force to be reckoned with. You know, it just mm -hmm. makes me sit and wonder a little bit. You know, it's gonna be, I mean, I know Microsoft has a ton of money, but, you know, we still have a budget. And uh, I guess Satya has got to be persuaded into, you know, you know, somehow making, you know, the decision of purchasing, you know, Warner Brothers, maybe. But, you know, I'm thinking like, I don't know how much goes into them not announcing the price of the Xbox Series X, you know, the devices. Um, does that play in part to like, what if they sit there and say, because they don't know how much of a, they're going to break even, they're going to make a profit, or do they take a loss? Does that get in the way of negotiating? purchasing no no acquiring no, they're not worried digits. they're not really worried mm -hmm. about the system price i mean it, they can either lose money mm -hmm. on it or or you know it's all about the software software just generates everything they have one game you have one title let's say if see if these blow up blows up on steam and uh xbox sure. like it has, it has it's been on the up and up <laughs> It has the potential to gain all your losses back just from your just from the system uh, losses alone. Mm -hmm. So Minecraft okay. is one of those. Yeah, Minecraft is another one of those uh, just cash cows where people just keep spending money like crazy into Minecraft. Um, you can recuperate your losses on that. So you know you have different strategic things you can do business wise in terms of that goes. So I don't think that that determines the factor at all. Or that's a factor at all. No, it's, it's funny that you say that. Guess what's number two right now on Steam? After now we're at a month and a half. Sea of Thieves is number two on top global sellers for uh, for um, Steam. So you know that game is is you know is unbelievably popular. Uh, the fact is that like we were all talking about. They're the, they're making money. And another thing about Warner Brothers is is that that division or that entity is making a lot of money okay so that's why it's 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 a it's an attractive deal is just because they that division's making a ton of money they are making money you know as we speak mm -hmm. the thing that the reason why they want to be sold is simply because the parent company at yep. uh wants to buy down uh it has a lot of debt and, uh, you know, they want to get out from underneath it. And uh, selling Warner Brothers uh, is something that they possibly could do. And, you know, there could be a situation where yeah. they sell all the studios and they still lease the Xbox, the IPs. But that's not going to be the mm -hmm. $4 billion that, that that's, that's rumored. That's going to be more around $2 billion. But if they sell the IPs... And they sell the you know merchandising and the Legos and all that stuff. Uh, so, you're gonna talk, talk about a lot of big money there. You know, Tim, the Legos are are really, I mean, just really enticing. I think they they generate so much money for WB. Um, you know, you look at and then they could do crossovers like you know Lego mm -hmm. Halo, Lego Minecraft. They could do games like that. that. Um, so in that respect. 
you know, then in that respect, I think it is a, a uh, unique deal. It could be a, a beneficial, but um, as, as far as the, some of the smaller ones like monolith, they make great titles. You know, the fear, fear franchise was a great franchise. Uh, you know, and Batman speaks, uh, you know, oh, rock steady. Yeah. I mean, rock steady. What I don't know what they've done in the past, but it's more all you know, that they're, they're just, pretty much right. Yeah. So exactly. So <laughs> you know whether or not they can handle another another type of game rather than Batman, mm -hmm. that remains to be seen. And I don't consider them a top tier developer at all until you've done something other than what you've uh, you know what you've originally created. Um, mm -hmm. That's just my opinion, but well, hey, Tim, but, yeah. I'm, I'm I know you put the icing on the cake with Warner Brothers, the Warner Brothers acquisition. But what if now, after that, you know, six months down the road, um, the IP of uh, Destiny is now up for sale, <laughs> or you know, it's Jeremy's favorite Sega all of a sudden out on the market? You know, could you imagine then? You think they would still kind of continue? Uh, maybe even you know, you know, reconsider uh, saying, "Hey, well, we're not. We, maybe we shouldn't stop here." You know, because right now Game Pass is at what over two hundred games, two hundred games, and you know if it sells, you know it makes sense. You know, I mean, you think they would so, consider? So the, the sky, I know that was for Tim, but the sky's mm -hmm. the limit in this gaming. I industry. get what he's saying, though. I mean, I think I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't, there is so much money invested in the video game industry right now. It's probably the number one. Uh, besides the cell phone industry, it's probably number one in terms of revenue growth and, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. They're going to keep buying. That's one thing where I think exclusives do not matter is the fact that you can, again, you can pigeonhole by buying a lot of these large companies, making the Xbox gaming division brand just a, a powerhouse in this industry by buying, uh, you know, like buying these studios, making mm -hmm. Game Pass part of every household in America and the world, you know, bringing over X Cloud, taking over every form of entertainment, whether it's your your computer, whether it's your cell phone, whether it's your TV, um, you know, all that stuff. I think that those are future plans for Xbox. So, yeah, mm -hmm. um, maybe exclusives won't matter one day um, when you have such a I mean, just the breadth of studios, the breadth of businesses um, like you do with Xbox. I think, you know, D WB, they won't stop there. That's for sure. Well, Warner Brothers Studios, it makes a lot of sense because, okay, sure, they have, let's say, 10, 11 studios, but there's five or six studios that are really well known and they do extremely good work it's really hard to create like fantastic studios from scratch. So if you have the availability to grab, let's say a monolith or a rock steady or another realm, I think you should go for it. And on top should, of that, mm -hmm. you know, you should always go for rather than creating your own studio because it's so hard nowadays to create your your own studio, to create your own destiny, create your own IP, talent, finding the talent, right? Finding the talent where where your IP, you know, basically when you're when you're buying mm -hmm. or taking over a company, you're buying what comes with it, whether it's the IPs or uh, you know just everything in general. So it's more beneficial for you to mm -hmm. buy uh, than it is uh, you know just homegrown, you know those kinds of things, but. Um, they they gotta be smart, and I know they're doing. You know they're probably doing the right things in terms of who they're gonna purchase. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they know better than I do. I'm just really an armchair uh, keyboard warrior, but <laughs> but well, um, yeah. Yeah, when you look at ahead. some of the IP, though, that they have, I mean, whether it be Condemned or Fear or obviously Netherrealm with Mortal Kombat, there's a heck of a lot you can do with that and even expand them into other Condemned types of genres. Awesome. Like, there's a lot <laughs> to explore here, and that's you, what you, you sell Satya on. Yeah, Midway's tried that in the past. You've seen, uh, you know, Mortal Kombat spinoffs uh, on the PlayStation 2 um that were very you know they're very successful they're pretty successful you know those characters in mortal Kombat. um you know they're uh i would say they're not as popular as street fighters or or different fighters like that but you know mortal Kombat's up there with in terms of popularity uh, or near the top but at the end of the day you have a lot of options and you have a lot of studios that can work on some of these titles when you take over a company like wb Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And obviously, we don't know for sure. But it's just an exciting prospect that you look at it, you know, all the buzz from the Xbox fans, they would kill to get like a rock steady under in the Xbox stable. I mean, at the very least, if like, let's say that they didn't get the IP, but the IP is leased to that under conditions, it's multi It's still a win because you'll be getting Game Pass day one. But I, I do think if they would enter an agreement with Warner Brothers that you could see half, you could see some games multiplied, but uh, you could also see like a game like Mortal Kombat, Killer Instinct exclusive, uh, you know, where it makes sense. Yeah, Mm -hmm, absolutely. Well, guys, we'll see what happens. Obviously, like this showcase is, well, a week and a half away. I don't think that we'll be hearing anything about WB for a long time uh, from now. Let's say maybe, you know, a couple of months down the road, if anything happens. But, you know, it's fun to talk about. And there seems to be some uh, some smoke. Right. So, you know, just some fun talk. But. I want to move along to the Ubisoft stream, the Ubisoft forward that happened only a few hours ago, well, earlier in the day. And we got a trailer for the newly announced Far Cry 6, which I thought was I thought it looked pretty intriguing, but it was only a CGI trailer. And there was also chunks of gameplay for Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Watch Dogs Legions. As well, we got a bunch of updates to games that have been out for, well, quite some time, like Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which was kind of underwhelming in my opinion. But I'm very curious on what everyone's thoughts are on their announcements. Uh, Centurion, what did you think of it? Were there any standout titles for you or were you a little bit disappointed? Well, um, okay, so I don't grade on a curve, but I also can applaud people when they kind of pivot and change direction very quickly, and that is what Ubisoft has done here, and we all saw kind of towards the end of 2020, I mean, excuse me, the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, Ubisoft was stumbling pretty hard when it came to the games that were coming out and the quality of them, so they kind of scaled everything back. And delayed almost everything, including Watch Dogs Legion. But at this show, we actually saw Watch Dogs Legion. And I feel like it was actually, in my opinion, shown in a much better manner. I enjoyed it. I watched every bit of the trailer. I can't say enough about this event. Almost every game kind of stood out to me. Um, Watch Dogs Legion, Rainbow Six. Well, the tribute to Rainbow Six. Um, I've been playing Rainbow Six since it came out. And I really think it's cool that the developer has at least... uh, 
try to keep the game going for as long as he's talked about with um, Rainbow Six being uh, five years old. And he originally said he wanted it to be like a 10-year endeavor. Um, apparently, they're also wanting to come out with a... Um, what's You're referring to Rainbow Six Siege, right? Rainbow Six Siege, yes. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, apparently now they're wanting to come out with a Battle Royale with a Hyperscape. Um, yeah, that, technically it's already been out for like a month and like a uh, testing, but yeah. yeah, I mean that right there, I don't know if there's enough room on the scene for another, uh, battle Royale, but you never know. It does seem like they're trying to take a, a page from Activision and how Activision kind of created a whole world and universe to, uh, back overwatch. It seems like they're trying to create that with this, uh, hyper, a hyperscape game. Um, and then finally, I know because, like, dude, like I said, this event was awesome. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I mean, not Odyssey, Valhalla. So that is why I'm touching on it last because you already mentioned Far Cry. Who can't get enough of that? Did anybody notice anything about the, the Assassin's Creed trailer or gameplay? I'm wanting to know if it was me. I would love to jump in. I didn't see almost any of this. I saw still pictures on Twitter, but I missed the whole stream. What I, I, I purposely didn't watch it. I was I'm waiting mm. on it. What like... aspect are you talking about, Centurion? Okay, I am a digital picture junkie. Okay, I just bought a 4K movie today. That's why I think it's funny how everybody complains about things not being generational. But when I buy a 4K movie, I get it on 4K, Blu-ray, and digital. So there's best bang for my buck right there. No exclusive. I know. I could not imagine if all of a sudden I had a disc. It's like this will only work in this kind of Blu-ray player. That'd be kind of cheap. Anyways, mm -hmm. um, so as soon as it started coming on outside of the CG into the actual gameplay, oh, my God, that game looked like hell. I am mm -hmm. so sorry. I, I'm telling you right now, from playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey – I know that game is going to be beautiful eye candy. No game on that whole shit on this whole event um, looked worse than Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And really? that is where I think it's yeah. deliberate. I think it's deliberate because why? Right before Phil Spencer, like, see, now this is where I really read into stuff. Phil Spencer said that there is direct X12 ray tracing in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. If I am correct, this is proprietary ray tracing. This isn't ray tracing like you would see uh, across the board on other stuff. This is DirectX 12. This is something that Microsoft has created. It is for Microsoft hardware and Microsoft systems. So if there's ray tracing in the PS5 version, it's um, if I'm correct, it is not going to be DirectX 12. It's just going to be ray tracing where the DirectX 12 ray tracing works differently. Um, and that's why it's something used in-house with Microsoft. I don't think Microsoft wants any images of what this game is going to look like on the Series X to get out. Hmm. And then also, ladies and gentlemen, if you listen to the developer, he made a slip. He said this game will be available November 17th on Xbox One X and Series X. He actually specifically said this game would be available on Series X on November 17th. Oh. So that is why I am now coming out saying that I believe the Series X is going to be released on November 10th. Is it 7th or the 10th? Oh. You know, no, no. Well, actually, most of the time you get well, most of the time you get right, most of the time you get releases on 
most of the time you get releases on a Tuesday, but here in the United States, um, ex um, November 3rd is um, the battle day, excuse me, the uh, primary election. And um, so I don't really see anybody wow. wanting to release anything during a primary election. So I just say they're probably going to wait until the following Tuesday. Uh, and that's if they do it on a Tuesday. So, so we got so we got a TXR Centaurian exclusive November seventeenth series X. No, I'm just <laughs> no November. I'm 10, not trying to 10, talk crazy. November tenth. November tenth. I'm not trying to talk crazy, but I just no, think it's really it's, it's actually um it makes sense. It it's makes very logical. Yeah, I think that that would be the if you would get through if you would get ten really good Xbox fans like five Xbox fans here, that would be a date that they would come along. I think any, any November, anything November 10th on is, uh, mm -hmm. is likely. I, if you I see, when, see when for was me, the, all I wanted I to do is just put my prediction out there to see if I was right. <laughs> I like the system. I, I think yeah. it's a good, a good prediction. The system's not coming out on the 10th. It never comes out on a Tuesday. Come on, Centurion. It's either going to be the 11th, which is a Wednesday, or Friday the 13th. No, I was kidding. <laughs> now, wait a minute. I could have swore, swore the uh, X came out on a Tuesday. Or am I crazy? I don't think, I don't think the X came out on the No, that's different, though. That's not really. Oh, um, God. Now it's different. When was, the, uh, when was the PS4 and Xbox? PS4 was earlier. I remember that was such a big deal. Yeah, it was like late November for. Yeah. I think it was either November 24th or November 28th. I'm not sure. I forgot. Yeah. It was, so, it was something like that. It's actually a very good uh, choice. I would go that or I would go uh, a little later in the month just because uh, Halo is um, probably well, going to be uh, good and evil 2 still exist. Oh, man. That's yeah. I'm a huge fan of the first game. I love Beyond Good and Evil. Well, they didn't show anything. They didn't show Beyond Good and Evil 2, Skull and Bones, or even Gods and Monsters. I thought they did. Never mind. What the hell happened to that game, Skull and Bones? What was the, the Sea of Thieves report? Sea of Thieves killed it. Yeah, that, that game was... Well, so many of their games got pushed back. Wasn't there a game, Black and White, um, it was a, uh, it was like a PC game. I'm trying to see. Did I see they were using Sam Fisher in another game that's not Splinter Cell? Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> a mobile they? game. Um, sorry to come oh, out of here with some craziness, um, but I just did the math on it. Uh, the Xbox One X was released on a Tuesday. That's what I thought. Doesn't matter though, according mm -hmm. to Jeff. <laughs> now, yeah, the Xbox guy... One X doesn't matter. It came out. In Sorry, yeah, the Xbox, the Xbox One X is actually a mid-gen refresh. Okay, I know that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But... Anyone miss? That's the one thing I miss with Watch Dogs that no other game did is you'd be playing the single player, and then at any time you kind of had to be on your toes because any time someone could be hacking into your game while you're playing the single player story. Yeah. So I remember that, that part. I kind of I missed that part. That. Was cool. I still like I, the Matrix. You'd feel like something's off, or you'd see this NPC kind of is like driving weirdly or trying to hide, and it's like so. Then you're just trying to look around because something's off, but mm -hmm. and you have you to know, find out who the person is. It was kind of cool. One I, of the most criminal things that were ever done was when 
they showed that watchdogs at E3 uh, <laughs> Ubisoft uh, for the famous downgrade. I'm still waiting for Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I, I'm I'm going to have to disagree with Centurion. I think there's going to be some people in that chat that are going to disagree with me on this. But I, I just, I didn't like, I didn't care for this Ubisoft forward. Like, nothing really excited me. I watched the conference or yeah, the uh, stream. It just, I don't know, I was I, bored. I yeah, had no I would agree with I just I came back to my Twitter and everyone was like, "All this crazy stuff." How did how did Watchdogs? I, I I saw some of the Far Cry. How did Watchdogs look? Well, Far Cry actually the the CG trailer looked pretty interesting. I'll give oh. them that. But uh, I mean, I couldn't tell you if they're breaking away from the formula or not. But um, Watchdogs. I mean, I had some interesting gameplay aspects, but I, I just I I wasn't really that impressed by it. Um, yeah, Invader, I'd agree with you. They played it safe. It was same old, same old from Ubisoft. You know, it's just one of those things where... And no Splinter maybe Cell. They're, no Splinter Cell no except Splinter in a mobile Cell. game, which is very What's distressing. What's it going to take to get a Splinter Cell back? Is Microsoft going to sit there and say, maybe, hey, make this an exclusive for our console or at least, you know, time, like how they did back in the day? That would be a great idea. I think that's something that... Um, that, that uh, Xbox should still do. I mean, the days of uh, them getting, you know, third-party exclusives, um, I have seemed to have gone away. But that that would be a perfect Splinter Cell on yeah. Series X uh, with straight tracing. I mean, I, I it's sad that that game still has not been made. You know, that's one of uh, you, could, you could put that up with the Half-Life Three and you know these games yeah. that. Should have always gotten that we never got. It's like you know, and do you Tim, get off to do it, or do you get one of our own internal studios to do it? And you know, just and it. Be, I mean, I obviously be a collaboration. I don't yeah. care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Make it happen. There, the multiplayer a- aspect in Splinter Cell Two was very unique for its time. You know, you had the spies versus mercenaries, which you know the two played completely different. You know, the the, the mercenaries played more like like a first person experience than the spies played, you know, more of a Sam Fisher type stealth role. Um, and it was fun. So bring yeah. it back. You got to bring it. They can make a lot of money off that too. So why not bring back? That, would be something that they could actually, even if it was a multiplayer, I mean, it's, it makes sense. I mean, would you rather have that or far cry six? Listen, far cry six looks good. It has, you know, it has that, that guy shit. from, uh, Exactly, it has yeah. that guy from um, what's the uh, Breaking the, Bad? Breaking Bad. Bad, but you know that's cool. But if you had Splinter Cell, it would be such like people are just would. It, Far Cry has a fatigue right now to it. Yeah, and I don't understand Ubisoft sometimes. Like the, that's a game that um, uh, Rand had had known about. It actually was in development, and they 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 canceled it. Um, but for whatever reason, they have a a, a prime opportunity to have a, a, a good game there and a game that will definitely draw a lot of interest and sell. Yeah. Ubisoft Sam- just kind of disappoints me, to be honest, just because they, they show the same stuff all the time. Yeah. And, you know, we get another Far Cry, we get another Watch Dogs, we get another Assassin's Creed. And 
like Assassin's Creed, in my opinion, needs to take like a few years break. But and you know, that's nothing against the guys who want to play this game. Don't get me wrong. Man, I feel weird now for enjoying the show. Forgive me. No, <laughs> dude, you're the black dude, sheep. You're the black you. cat, dude. You're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. I'll go ahead, Centurion. I'm just saying, look at it from this perspective. At least when it comes to Watch Dogs Legion, could you think of not a better time to release a game that is basically meant to, uh, like, I hate to say it, prote protest or undermine the regime? You know, <laughs> I, I, I really do think, like, I'm sorry, but Ubisoft was just like, we need to release this game now because, you know, we got people that, or you know, perfect time. Yeah, it's basically a very good time to release a game of this nature. Um, so Far Cry 6. I'm sorry, I'm a sucker for the Far Cry games. Um, I enjoyed yeah, let's yeah, put it this good. way. Let's put it this way. It may be a game that's extremely played out, but like um in Far Cry 5, they made fun of the they wanted to change a few things. Like I remember they had you the first time they had you climb a tower. And for you get to the top of that tower and then the voice comes over the radio and was like, you think I'm going to have you go across this whole game climbing towers the whole time? And it's, <laughs> yeah. They even make internal jokes about it. So I have high hopes on Ubisoft kind of learning from their mistakes because um, let's just say it this way. Um, how the mighty have fallen, you know, Ubisoft definitely had uh, the legs, the, the Ubisoft right now is having the legs cut out from underneath them. They are literally That's being, they are be, like having their short, their shareholders. They're, they're well, 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 um, not only, well, we're, let's just say they're having a lot of internal issues. They're mm -hmm. having a lot of issues with the quality of the games that are coming out. They're having a lot of issues with uh, not being clear on what you get with these games. Like you're still like, as far as I know, there's been no official DLC for the season pass for uh, ghost recon breakpoint. And I actually have, the season pass, which I think is funny. Um, so it's stuff like that, that I really mm -hmm. hope that they learn from their mistakes. Otherwise, you know, if these games come out and they keep kind of doing the same thing over and over again, and that's where, you know, I'll just kind of walk away from it because mm -hmm. it, it does suck when you actually kind of think about it when some of the things that have happened with Ubisoft. Well, I think one of the things that hurt them is is that, you know, uh, gamers uh, really started to become anti uh, uh, microtransactions and um, certain things, anti the DLC, and 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 I think that uh, they had a model that was successful, and uh, now uh, the the trajectory has changed, or the or the marketplace has kind of changed, um, and. Uh, I kind of feel like they're flat. Um, it's kind of funny. Like I'm thinking, like who would I rather have, Warner Brothers or Ubisoft? If you told me three years ago that Ubisoft could possibly be purchased, I'd be like, that'd be the most amazing thing. But uh, I honestly, I'm just down on them in in a way. They uh, whether maybe it's just because I'm a little salty that they still can't get uh, Splinter Cell and and uh, Miss Rand always predicting Splinter Cell and it never happening, but. Uh, you know, he lied to me, by the way. He lied to me, Randy you know, and, and Randy and Mike from Four Guys Recorders. You know, I remember he used to also uh push, yeah, like, what do you reach out to? I mean, we should no, just start tweeting it out, like, what the hell, Splinter Cell? I don't know, but it's just, <laughs> it just feels like it's like a like no brainer. 
like like certain things like listen, Half Life Three is a no brainer. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have they had the, the 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 VR, and it's one of the most best selling VR uh, games of all time. But there's certain things that are uh, are no brainers, and and mm-hmm. they still haven't happened. Half Life Three is one of them. Um, there's a couple of other ones, you know. But- well, Valve deliberately makes games like that. Like they'll take 10, 20 years to fucking make one game. That's yeah. the way they. That's the way they work. Well, if they, they kind of they they kind of just do what they want. But um, no, I just feel like Ubisoft has really uh, fallen flat, and uh, uh, I don't know. It's just the way I feel. Maybe I gotta look into the conference again and. Uh, like these, even these big publishers like EA and 2K, uh, I kind of feel like the industry and just in and just in general um, needs to shake itself up. They need to come up with new mm-hmm. ideas. They need to come up with some uh, creative thinking because um, been there, done that, and gamers mm-hmm. remember, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I have the new idea thing is. I can see why some developers would be scared to want to create a new a new game, a new IP, because yeah. we all yep. see what happens to Microsoft every time they try to pop out with a new IP. They're like torn apart. Um, I mean, it's, it's ridiculed. I mean, some well, developers, to be fair, they don't. <laughs> they've made trash. I mean, I'm not gonna. <laughs> well, we could say you could say that. Yeah, well, that's we, opinion. Sea of Thieves right now is absolutely on fire and. You know, maybe it was because uh, at launch they definitely went in light, um, but with care. And I think I think if Xbox didn't have such a uh, lack of exclusives, that if they had kept Sea of Thieves and they had added a lot of the stuff that they added post-launch, um, you'd be looking at a different Sea of Thieves game. But the fact of the matter is, is that game is wildly successful. Um, and it's kind of different, but just I think overall, um, just in, in general, video games, and I've always had this complaint um, for a while, they need to come up with new concepts, new ideas, and uh, it's just like what you guys say, it's the fear of not taking a risk, um, you know, the, you know, you know, it's it's like making... Oh, complacency games. is definitely its own beast. Yeah, like Far Cry 6 is... I guess a good idea, but I just think that Splinter Cell, um, there is that possibility that it could uh, not sell great, but there also is a possibility that it could have been a hit. And I just think that uh, they're not taking the risks. And I'm hoping that Xbox. It's another game that they can, you know what, remaster it, put a new fresh coat of paint on it, introduce it to a whole entire generation, whole entire generation, give it some achievements. You know, later on, some tro- you know, trophies, whatever you want to do, support Even the game, like and a push remake. it forward. Yeah, a, a remake. remake. A remake, full remake, not mm-hmm. a remaster. I'd be mm-hmm. interested. But uh, just a new Splinter Cell, just in general, like, um, I don't yeah. know. I mean, that, I, that, I, game I went, that game went toe-to-toe with Metal Gear. You know, that was like, that was, to me, from what I remember, directly competing with Metal Gear back in the day. You, you know, know I, so it was yeah. different. It's just like I just remember as gamer growing up, you know, whether it was black and white, which I remember back in the day was a, a widely um, ambitious RPG or a populace. Um, it was just such different, you know, 
different games and different type takes of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Funny, was, you know who made that game, Tim? <laughs> Peter Monu. <laughs> Peter Monu. Yeah, yes, yep. I know. Um, but like those are the things that 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 were to me um, really creative, and 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 I loved about video games, and I see that uh, that that's just not it's just the same cookie cutter mm-hmm. stuff, and. Um, you know, maybe maybe it changes this generation, but you know, uh, it's definitely kind of it's kind of st- stinks when like a developer like Ubisoft seems like this, just so stagnant, um, and they're just not going anywhere productive. In my yeah, opinion. like they have two IP. Obviously, we've talked a lot about Splinter Cell, but even the Prince of Persia. You know, like that's another one that I wouldn't mind seeing yeah. coming back. They just sit on it. So, Did you see the leaked footage? I mean, the leaked yeah. footage didn't look so bad. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw that. It looked pretty cool, actually. I would have been into yeah. that. It reminded me of a little bit of the uh, the the epic demo. Obviously, not the same graphical, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, you know, thing. But the thing with the PS5, uh, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just like like the lack of games just recently have not. You know, there was Red Dead 2, which is unbelievable. Um, but this year, really, what's... I mean, The Last of Us 2, I still got to play, so uh, I really can't. I, or it was great. Um, has anybody on this uh, played Last of Us 2 or no? I haven't. Shocked did. Or Shocked is playing it. Shocked. Did you like it? Yeah, I'm almost finished with it. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. The combat's really sick. Uh, especially... Halfway through, you'll switch over to like a different character, different play style. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's the story has been pretty good so far. So it's just it's definitely a lot longer than I think I remember. I heard, uh, what about the? Um, I heard it's brutal. Like the it's, controversy of the story and everything. I'm I'm just so I'm I'm really compelled to play it, but I'm gonna. Yeah, I think I saw like I posted the like types of animals that you might have to. Yeah, you talked about that with the dogs and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't like that <laughs> to be honest, but you know, yeah, it doesn't mean I will not play it. But uh, yeah, because there's like arrows that you can put explosives on, and when you hit somebody with that, and you just turn them, they just it's like a water balloon exploded. Of uh, uh, <laughs> oh, and but then you see them on the ground, and you see half their like torso, them just like, oh and then oh, there's her leg, it's over there. Or if you <laughs> somebody, I snipe somebody, it was kind of like that scene in the Jackal where uh, yeah. Bruce Willis snipes off Jack Black's arm, <laughs> and they're, like, they're this- screaming, you'll hear him screaming when you snipe off their arm. Like, do you think this is a possible game of the year for you, or is it just you're not having that much fun, or or yeah, or you are? Yeah, I would say this one's up there. It was between that right now and Final Fantasy remake mm-hmm. uh, or Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, I still think I might put that one up there, just with the combat, just the stuff you can do in that game. It's ridiculous, but but yeah, it's been it's been pretty good so far. So. I mean, it's 30 frames per second, though, shock, right? So, I mean, what if you got something <laughs> like Cyberpunk or Halo? Is that just, yeah, you, I mean, know, you just you throw that, you're throwing it out of the window at that point? Or? <laughs> <laughs> and it, I don't foresee, 
unless they're and they will they'll repackage the game and charge you sixty dollars like they did last time and that's when you get sixty frames per second that's what they did with and so many guys will be like, I love it I love it yeah that really won't be any of uh, that smart delivery they'll really look at the graphics when they resell that uh, <laughs> sixty frames per second it's amazing it 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 it's when you go from it like if you put, and a lot of people said this a lot of people that were you know, big Sony fans, they said when they just r- ran through Last of Us remake on the PS4 uh, to get ready, it's at 60 frames per second. If yeah, that was solid. And then they had to go down to 30 frames per second for the sequel. So it was kind of jarring. So, like, you yeah. will notice it. And that's why I don't understand, like, when Digital Foundry says, of all people, you know, says it's. Yeah, that like, was really. No, no, that is if you have you have the option. There is no excuse for this new hardware. Absolutely no excuse. Yeah, but that's I, I kind of just really felt like that was an appeasement article. And I'm a fan of Digital Foundry, but like they listen. This is the same. This is listen. They can act all innocent, like that they 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 push resolution or and they 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 they. A pitted console it's against console, at least. Um, and and John, listen, I like John a lot, but whenever somebody criticizes him from a Sony perspective, when when he does something, he gets very sensitive and gets all upset, and he says, "Oh, you know, you console <laughs> warriors," and he, he gets, on, too, right? you know, like, he, he gets he gets on his on his high horse, and and he talks about like how. Uh, you know, console warriors are making his life miserable. And like, don't get me wrong, I like John a lot, but um, and it, it obviously, my point is, it obviously affects him. And when I see that, and then I see like an article like with this thirty frames per second, and the dream is, you know, it, it, it's the it, it, sixty frames per second dream, but thirty frames per second's okay, and there's nobody really calling it out. The Spider-Man situation, the DLC, where you know those guys more than anybody know that 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 game could probably be sixty frames per second. There's no reason why it couldn't, or there should be a mode, or even just saying that you know we're going to next generation. Sixty frames per second should be something that gamers push for. Is something especially when you're Spider-Man, the whole fluidity. Right, that's yeah, the whole point. It's like, like, but I'd that, Looking that, at the pixels when you're moving right. and swinging, you're you're not you're not gonna see it. Right, and, and I don't. I, I just thought it's it was just really. I, I just thought it was really, second, but it's. Really, I want even better experience, and that would right. be a better experience moving. Yeah, but this whole thirty frames per seconds is great and okay. Um, let's be honest; it's because Sony has pushed a lot of that out so far, and a lot of their exclusives have been thirty frames per second. Um, the guy, the one guy, Batalia, said, you know, he didn't agree with it, which I appreciated his tweet. Um, you know, he said 1440p and 60 frames looks better than 4K 30. Um, but, you know, that felt like honesty. But I did feel like there was a little bit of appeasement or, you know, like this, like they're telling us it's okay. But this is the same outfit that was putting out articles. Yeah. Um, in particular, uh, the cost of, of 60 frames per second, where he was talking about uh, it being 
you know, 720p, uh, you know, way in the dis way in the distance uh, characters that you know it was jarring and it was you know uh, new hardware. I mean, if if it's this SSDs can do what everything they say it does. Yeah, exactly. So well, I mean, look, it, I, rather, it, it can be I'd used have, as uh, RAM, right. they say. <laughs> I'd rather have Xbox being pushing the 60 frames per second, and even even though uh, it wasn't, you know, uh, the most well received comment, but when 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 Aaron said that 60 is going to be the standard, but that's because Aaron heard obviously through through the people at Microsoft that was their goal. They want to make 60 frames per second. Now, obviously, they can't control third party, but they want they want they made a system that was capable from 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 people that I've actually talked to at E3 and sat down and had dinners with. 4K 60 was their target, mm-hmm. and you know that's what they wanted to push for. So, uh, like the whole like this is the whole thing. This is like. I'm not going to say 30 frames per second of his design choice is, you know, the developer sucks or anything like that. But let's be honest, the last three couple of years, and including Digital Foundry and, and all these people that pushed this stuff, 60 frames was supposedly what this generation was supposed to give it to us. And just because one console manufacturer is not pushing that out or that talk out for whatever reason – doesn't mean you can you 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 have to change up. You can still have that same opinion that you came into it. If you and, want to do thirty for the cutscenes, fine. That's I'm whatever. I think people want the controlling yeah, the character. No, so. I think people want the sixty frames per second option. That's the biggest. thing. I can get it for thirty because when it's like a cutscene and it's like a movie, then you're kind of sometimes used to that movie right. look. But mm-hmm. so, I think the most awkward conversations of both times running into John right before Microsoft's press conference in the bathroom. In the men's bathroom. I met him in 2018 <laughs> in 2019. And I can't remember what it was because it was in the men's bathroom. I'm like, hey. I'm like, hey. He's like, hey. And I'm like, oh, you're John. And we were just talking. I think it was mainly about the Scorpio at the time where before it was now Xbox One X. But it was in the men's bathroom. But uh, it just popped in my head. So, but nice guy. Nice guy. I, th- I think I believe I met John at, at E3, but I've talked to John in DMs, and mm. you know, he's a super nice guy, and you know, you know, he's very smart. Um, but like when he puts out something like, and it's it's and it has been negative against Sony, the Sony guys really go after him and, and upset him, uh, you know. And I've seen that, and I've seen actual Xbox guys too, you know, say stupid things to him and upset him, you know. <laughs> It's just he should just basically wave that stuff off, and and at the at the very least, never let that stuff affect you. If you if you think sixty frames per second is the standard and should be, you should be able to say that. Don't you know? I don't know. I just the the, the there was like three articles, and Digital Foundry was a part of it, like where they were like, well, thirty frames per second is okay this generation, and that just flies in the in the face of what we've all been saying. And what I've heard for the last three years. I do wonder what, you know, these media outlets and then Sony, you know, being the market leader, uh, do they get pressured sometimes? It's just accepting certain Uh, things from others more than, you know, you think that's the possible? I mean, you've seen it from IGN with the, 
Well, they they still with that whole thing with Mitch mm-hmm. Dwyer and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, they they basically said that you know that they were, uh, you know, they they they're part. They didn't want to upset Sony, and they were basically using. They were being they were making up some bullshit just because they wanted to get hits because most of their fans are Sony fans and they wanted mm-hmm. to they made a lie up about the Last Guardian. But I mean, we're being real right now. I mean, people will. Yeah. will would would you know they like to say oh it's all made up and stuff but the fact is that there's definitely there's always been that definitely uh you know a, a slant against xbox and, and xbox is definitely more criticized and an easier target and quite frankly a target that you could you know go after and think never think twice but if you go after sony Believe me, there are people that will get on you and they will start in and whatever the case. They just have a very passionate fan base. Um, and, you know, whatever the case is, uh, that that stuff goes on. But, I mean, with the with the whole thing, I mean, what was the thing that you heard with Xbox Series X? 4K what? Who cares about resolution? 60 frames per second, that's what I want. Where the hell is all this talk now? I mean, seriously, that talk that I've heard for two years, and we all have heard. More than the, that. Well, <laughs> I mean, more than that. Even the Sony guy said 1080p or death, or 1080p or death, the, 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 the guy at the start of the generation. Um, and, and we all talked about the 60 frames per second thing. So this is not me being crazy. This uh-huh. is the, 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 the actual fact. And now and we're, now we're just saying, reality oh, is you're doing bad. the same thing they did back in 2013, 2014, when, you know, when the resolution war started. Right. Now you're just doing the whole same thing back at them with FPS. Uh, yes, 100%. But they, they won't take that stance because, well, we already see there's people that are afraid or there's already the, there was, there's already three miraculous articles that say, Oh well, you should accept thirty frames per second, but you know, let's be honest. The last two three years, it was really ratcheted up because Scorpio didn't do sixty frames per second. These shit CPUs. I mean, I can go on and on how much mm-hmm. stuff I've heard about frames per second, but let's be real here, uh, and that goes for both Xbox and 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 PlayStation. Uh, th- we should try to have sixty as a a standard, and if not, well, I think you, you know, can- Tim. I think the Sorry to interrupt. I think the standard now, Tim, is going to be exact. It's going to be variable, meaning, uh, you know, you can do 4K resolution mode. You can do 60K or 120 frames per second mode. I think that's the standard going to be implemented. Right. Yeah, in every in every Xbox game going forward. I think think Xbox is definitely on that, and a lot of credit given to. Uh, coalition. I know that you, you're not your favorite game, Jeremy, but uh, just from a technical standpoint, what it pushed 4K 60, even though it was dynamic. Um, and Which they one? Had a, Gears 5 was uh, when they went into the 60 frames per second in the campaign. Uh, that was a bold move, and, and uh, it was something that, uh, you know, uh, is underappreciative appreciated, um, but you know Xbox is definitely. Gonna, you'll see July twenty third, and I think that Phil alluded to it when he said he felt good about Xbox after Sony's conference. I think one of the things that was running through his mind 
um, was the fact that, you know, they're going to have a lot of games that are 60 frames per second. They're going to have a lot of games that are that – they're going to have games that they're going to announce uh, that are 120 frames per second, whether it's Ori or whether it's – I mean, to be fair, I've heard him say that every year, though. I mean, he said he's said that every year for the last well, five years. the last thing, but, you know – you, but people, 2018, they had a great show. I don't care what anybody says. I can, you know, they still. Oh yeah. 2018, they kicked ass. But, uh, you know, so that's it. Well, let's let's go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it from the Xbox lizard himself, folks. <laughs> touched on what about two, three topics? Uh, <laughs> yeah, job. It was fun though, man. Oh, that was good. That was good. We, uh, well, I mean, hey, there's a lot to talk about, even with topics. There's like subtopics and all that. And then, you know, it's just so easy to go off on it all because there's a lot to, uh, there's a lot to bring up. Oh, yeah. Tim, Tim, Tim and Shockley, Tim and Shockley brought their in game. Shockley, man, surprise, step his game up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shock's amazing. What are you talking about? Dumb comments. Yeah. He is amazing. On Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I see you put up the the, the good fight there, Shock, on Twitter. Selves, the medium said they couldn't make it possible. Yeah, and it says in that tweet or from that dev, it says they couldn't do it the same way on another console. They didn't say it was impossible. He mm -hmm. wouldn't have said the same way. Words mean things. He wouldn't need to say those extra words if otherwise he'd be telling a lie if he left those out. So yeah, they might have to adjust because that in that game it's supposed to be where you're. Uh, I guess she's having a mental breakdown. She's going into another dimension, kind of like the Ratchet and Clank thing, where they're you're switching different portals. But there's a load screen when you're seeing it. It's the last like three seconds or two seconds on the Ratchet and Clank. So they might have to do a load screen for you to go into whatever her, I don't know, her nightmare, whatever it is. Yeah, he's not saying it was impossible. He said it couldn't be done the same way. Sure, cool. Sure, Xbox right. version. Doesn't have SSD. Mm. Cool. It might have to have a little to get you there. Maybe they, they don't want to bastardize their business. That's a thing they have to make, a decision they have to make. Didn't say it was impossible. Yeah. Know. Well, fellas, on that note, we're going to call it quits for tonight. But you know what? I got to say, really, really magnificent show. That's for sure. Um, you know, talking about all kinds of Xbox news, making the rounds with Phil Spencer. And, uh, you know, we talked about that Ubisoft stream earlier too today. And, uh, you know, quite a few things as well, you know, within those topics. But a massive thank you to everyone that tuned in live. It means a lot to us that you're all here. We had a very lively uh, chat tonight. And we really appreciate your dedication to the show. Before heading out, guys, if you enjoyed tonight's show, then, hey, drop a like, share the sucker out, and subscribe to keep up to date on all things TXR-related. Now let's get to some of these outros. And uh, Megatron, hey, great show tonight, buddy. Where can everybody find you at? Yeah, hit me up on um, Twitter, Megatron underscore 1975. About to jump in some Destiny if you want to join me. And uh, play a little bit of Gambit. Um, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to... And Twitch, I've been trying to figure out the streaming situation <laughs> on Twitch. But I, I, well, I see you switching at three. I thought I seen you broadcast three in the. I'm driving home because I mm -hmm. watched the fight last night. And I'm like Megatron's broadcasting at three in the morning. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually on. Uh, I was uh, online with uh, Delilah and uh, Locke, and we were trying to figure out 
something I couldn't figure out on Twitter. I mean, on on uh, Destiny. So, but right. uh, I think that's Megatron one nine seven five. What is it? Megatron one one nine seven five S on Twitter. So you can hit me up there, and uh, once I figure it out, you can find me there too as well. But it was a fun show, man. Uh, that was this was really great. It's it's just with this COVID stuff, you know. To me, this is just therapeutic. And uh, we got a lot to talk about, I'm sure, going yes. into uh, next week because we, we got, do. We we'll see you in. Two, we'll see you in two weeks, though, buddy. You and Kim. <laughs> I am. Guaranteed, <laughs> I am guaranteed to be there. We got a great giveaway. Great giveaway going. Uh, you know, happening uh, with that little figure. Um, Cyberpunk is hot. I'm loving it. I'm going to pick one up myself if I can find one. And then the week after next, we got you know predictions and we got impressions so uh everybody come through man it was fun and uh, i love hanging out with you guys talking games so mm-hmm. that's it yeah no no uh, great stuff tonight uh tim i'll go to you next bud always a good time just hanging out with you chatting games where can everybody find you at bud uh you can find me at uh, twitter um xcloud tim dog you could also find me tuesday nights 8 p.m eastern standard time uh, on RDX, I'm doing a, a couple of shows off of RDX. Um, a couple of, um, I think, a Brazilian show of the some uh, some guy and uh, on Friday night. I'll announce it uh, when I'm on. It's June 22nd or 24th. Um, but yeah, I'll be around. Uh, very active time, and next week it will be fun. Uh, we're getting what is it? Ten more sleeps till uh, July twenty third. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're we're getting there, and uh, seriously, good show tonight. I'm gonna uh, send it out to uh, certain people because I feel like um, uh, it was a real uh, it was an honest session today. And sometimes um, uh, we get them when you do podcasts. Great job, Centurion. Great job, Downer, Megatron, Invader, and Shockley. I am going to sign off. I'm very tired, but uh, great show, and I'll see you next week. Yep, have a good night, Tim. Tim going global, Australia, wherever you will. Go live, Brazil, Rio de Janeiro. Oh man, it's not, it's not the guys that got in trouble either. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I just to point out, I mean, they, I know the, all those guys, and uh, you know. You know, we are in a point where you know you just can't say the stuff that they said, yeah. uh, but they definitely they, they, they went over the line. So, um, so, but it's not it's not it's not them. Uh, it's uh, actually just uh, a gamer from Brazil who has a pretty big uh, following. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll announce that next week um, when the talks with them. Uh, it's going to be after the uh, July twenty third show. It's going to be a Friday that Friday. Awesome. So, all right. Good good show, guys. Yeah, have a good night, Tim. All right. Night Xbox Lizard. <laughs> 4K60. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 all right good stuff tim uh moving on to centurion hey solid show bud some really good points at the beginning where can everybody follow you oh man yeah sorry about that at the beginning um i don't drink mountain dew very often and i had one at the beginning of the show so i had a little bit too much caffeine you a little shaky buddy <clears throat> no i got a little loud <laughs> i like when you get loud 
you're into bring it. Bring that fire, bro. Mountain Dew every night. <laughs> bring that fire. Oh yeah. my god, no. Yeah, you gotta switch I used to, uh, to drink too much too. Switch to Dr. Pepper. Oh man. <laughs> Anyways, um, if you want to follow me, uh, you can always find me on YouTube, Twitter, and Xbox Live at Centurion1307. I also happen to do the show with you guys every Sunday night, TXR podcast with you fine gentlemen. And also I do the shop podcast with PTK Blam on Saturday nights. Um, shout out to him. Um, definitely uh, hope you're feeling better, bro. Um, I know we had to call off this Saturday's show because he was feeling a little under the weather. And when he can't give it his 100%, definitely uh, he doesn't want to uh, definitely not be able to give the fans his 100%. So Saturday night, he just wanted to rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, understandably, PTK runs a really fantastic show over the, at the Shop Podcast, so uh, we cannot wait to see him back in action, hopefully uh, this coming weekend, next weekend, so uh, that'd be great. Uh, Shock Buddy, you had a really awesome show tonight. I love the passion uh, coming out of you. Where can everybody follow you? Yeah, thanks. Uh, you can follow me at, at Shock Nero on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live, um, and also I just picked up... Uh, with all the Far Cry talk uh, and the, I guess the rumor, I don't know if they confirmed it or not. The, I guess the younger kid in it is supposed to be the villain possibly of Far Cry three. So mm-hmm. Far Cry three or far, all the Far Cry games are like heavily discounted. So Far Cry three Xbox one X enhanced version is like three bucks. So I grabbed mm-hmm. that. So if you wanted to get into some of those older Far Cries they are all, all marked down heavily. So good game. Very nice. good game. Uh, I highly recommend it to everybody listening in now. Um, but yeah, Jeremy, some really good banter with the downer tonight. Uh, where can everybody find you, man? Shout out to my friend PTK. Hope you feel better, man. We love you. Hope uh, everything is all well with the fam, too. Um, you could find me on Xbox Live, uh, downer space J. Uh, hope everybody has a great night, and we will talk to you next week. Oh, yeah, definitely. And as for myself, you guys can find me on my YouTube channel, Invader Gaming, and, of course, on Twitter at Invader underscore 1986. I hope everyone has a wonderful night, and we will look forward to seeing you next Sunday for our Xbox showcase predictions and everything else that comes up in the gaming news. Because, hey, you know what? There's a lot making the rounds. So, anyways, guys, we will see you next week. Bye. Bing, bing, bing.